0: Again, with another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. This week, we have a very special guest, the amazing Alan Williams. Now, I've been wanting to have Alan on since we started the podcast, basically, but I was a little nervous to ask him because I only, I think I only met him once. I may have met him a couple times, but I didn't know him that well. Um, so, and I really, you know, respect his work and, um, you know, I, I, I get a little nervous asking people to come on the show sometimes. Um, but he's got this Kickstarter going. So I thought this, this would be a good opportunity to have him on because it'll help promote his book as well. So I wanted to mention that before I forget, because I forgot in the beginning of the interview, um, so he's got a Kickstarter going. The book is called Covenant. It's a Kickstarter for for a book he's creating called Covenant. So if you search Alan Williams Covenant on Kickstarter, it should come up. And if not, we have the link in the description. And uh, it's I'm sure it's going to be amazing. And hopefully you all support it and buy it because it's you know his stuff's amazing. So. Anyway, wow, what a great interview. I'm so excited to share it with you. You know, after I got off last night talking to him, I was thinking, damn, it's such a great episode. And then I was thinking, this podcast is so good. I'm really surprised that um, we don't have a bigger fan base. I mean, we've got a good, healthy fan base. You're listening to it now. You're one of them. You know what I'm talking about. Um, But... For as good as it is, I think there should be more people listening to this podcast because it's really – and it's not tooting my own horn at all because, you know, I I am not a broadcaster type person at all. I mean, I really suck at it, I think, honestly. But I do speak honestly and ask honest questions, and I am gen- genuinely curious and interested with the guests I bring on. So I think – that accounts for, um, part of it being good. But the, the main part is that the guests that I'm able to get on the show are so good. They're such amazing artists and so interesting. And I just think this podcast is, I just think it's great. I really do. I'm, I, I, I feel like, um, maybe I need to do some kind of outreach or, um, get a publicist or something just, just cause I want to get the podcast. It's, it's, it's really not a, um, a, a, cause I want more Patreon subscribers for the dark art society, Patreon or anything like that. It's really because a, it's such a great show. I, I just think like more people need to be hearing this cause it's so good. So if anybody has any ideas or, or can help get it, spreading the word to get it out there, I just want, I just want more people to hear it. Because I really think we're doing something special here. Anyway, we had a great conversation. I just, uh, really uh, great. Uh, Alan's amazing and his wife Vicky's amazing. And you'll you'll hear for yourself momentarily. Um, So anyway, let me get on with the um, new subscribers. So we can get on with the, what you came here for, which is the interview. If you hear any, um, like, jackhammers, it's my neighbor working on their yard. So, uh, I, I, I haven't heard anything in the last couple of minutes, but it's been going off and on all day. So, okay. Last subscribe. If you want to join the, and support the podcast, you can join at, uh, com slash dark art society for as little as a dollar a month. And you get the podcast early and you get all kinds of other benefits. You get the, get in the Facebook group and you get in you get access to the website, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I think, um, Randall Perkins told me Randall Perkins always reports to me every week. That who, and lets me know who I left off on, which is really appreciate, appreciated. Thank you, Randall. He's a super cool guy. Okay. David DeRue. Thank you, David. Um Franco Emmanuel Carlosimo Pellegrino. Thank you, Franco. Really appreciate it. Jen Sanders, thank you. And Janelle Chandler, thank you. If you heard your name and you haven't uh requested membership in the Dark Art Society Facebook, Dark Art Society Cooperative Facebook group, request membership and we will um approve you so you can get in get in the the group. It's a really great community and uh all kinds of cool stuff happens in there. It's really active and supportive and it's awesome. So, um, Oh, I forgot to tell you what was going on with me. Really, um, just shipping, shipping, and getting stuff, getting stuff uh, ready for the holidays, uh, holiday orders for my website. Um, I've got these two of my teeth have big holes in them. Uh, I think fillings fell out, and so I have my I've been having a toothache, It's killing me. It's giving me a headache. I don't want to go to the dentist because of COVID, but. I might have to go because it's just it's getting to getting to be too much so that's pretty much what's been going on with me (laughs) Um, toothaches and uh, you know um, shipping basically and trying to get all of my orders done Uh, and everything else the book I'm sort of waiting to hear back on the next iteration from the graphic designer because I did a ton of stuff for her and uploaded everything um Mackie Osborne is, is the designer she's really excellent doing a great job so that's happening it's gonna be soon please god um now it is it's going well and uh, okay I guess that's it nothing else exciting um no okay anyway On with the Alan Williams interview. All right. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for listening. And please spread the word. And here we go. Hello, Alan. Hello. How are you? I'm good. (laughs) Thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for asking.
0: Yeah, yeah. I told yeah. you I was kind of nervous about asking you, but I finally did it. And um, I'm really excited you could be on the show because people are people are going to dig this.
1: Oh, well, I appreciate it. I really do. Your stuff is
0: amazing.
1: Well. <laughs> amazing. That's, that's, that's kind. Very kind. <laughs> it's true. It's very kind. But it's I have true. a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it looks like it. It looks like it. Yeah. And, and and you have a a, a completely unique style which is so important um and it looks like you and it's like you could recognize your work always so, and then that's kind of like you know the the ultimate compliment i think for a fine artist it's like
1: and i feel that you know and i mean I, your work is like that too right i mean thanks. it's really very distinctive and it's i feel like uh uh you know i did a lot of stuff i started off in 1988 you know doing you know mostly game stuff mm-hmm. for like board rpgs and stuff like that uh-huh. uh it took a long time for me to get to a point where uh, I, I realized what i wanted to do you know uh and i actually i'm one of those people that that you know if i didn't actively pursue the thing the look that i wanted i would have just passively gone up all, onto all, all kinds of different looks all oh the time. really yeah
0: so it was a con- yeah. conscious decision to really try and develop yeah. your own thing
1: yeah because i was i got to a point where uh you know, I've done so many different things that look like look like they came from so many different artists, you know, because I, right. I did the same thing a lot of people do is I would always ask, how do you do this? You know, mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you paint flesh tones? How do you, you know, and so I ended up jumping around from different techniques, you know, one after the other, trying to figure things out. And then, uh, then I got to a point where I just sort of had this way of uh, this image in my mind and I couldn't find... People that were doing exactly what I wanted to do. And I thought that was, that was a good thing.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, I could find little bits and pieces of it here and there and different people's, you know, work and how they approached it. Uh, uh, but
0: how did you it, know, how did you know the thing? Was it just something that you had a feeling I, I, about or,
1: it, you know, I, I took a, a, a note from a, 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 a thing I had read or, or I'd heard online. It was a photographer was talking about the, that good photographers are really good at just noticing the things that they notice. Hmm. Right. So a really good photograph is just for most people, they glance at something it's cool, you know, and they keep on going, but for a photographer, they'll, they notice when they notice things and why they noticed it. And I thought, well, it's probably the same way with kind of integrating things into your style. The things that you notice in other people's work are probably, uh, elements that you might want to explore in your own work. Right,
2: Right. Right. And so
1: I started like, Collecting things and paying attention to what I liked and yeah, why I liked, yeah, and I thought well And then I would have this stuff kind of start um, All these uh, like these images and things would aggregate and in, in, in my head and I I would look for somebody That had approached it in that way and I couldn't find the exact way that I was seeing and I thought well That means that's probably what I should be doing. Oh, that's cool. You know, yeah
0: so, That's a great so, way to put it. I know that's so hard for um Younger artists, I mean, you know, you know, it's it's hard, it's hard to come up with your own thing, especially now when there's just so much art everywhere, right. you know, Every, online. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I often ask artists on here, you know, how they come 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 upon their own um, style because it's such a difficult thing to do. I think, you know.
3: Yeah, you know. definitely.
1: It it uh, it it ended up being a question of like me. I guess I stopped saying the question I stopped asking people how they were doing things because I had learned a lot of technique and things and I started asking myself, how did I want to do it?
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know cool. and that
1: once, once I got to that point, it, it, uh, I, I, I like to experiment a lot anyway. So once I got to that point, I just started uh, pushing all the experimentation I was doing towards finding my own you know, thing the way that it, you know, right. an aesthetic or a prof. A, a, it's not really, um, uh, a defined process, I guess, because my, the way I work is so different. It's protean, you know, right. uh, it changes from piece to piece practically.
2: Right. Yeah. So, but it still
1: has that look. It always oh, has well, that thanks, look. Thanks. <laughs> well, that, that's something that I, I started to uh, feel more comfortable with because one of the things like people will say, how do you, how do you start these things without, without sketching first? Cause I very often don't sketch at all. I just start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's because I know that I can find it on the piece yep. itself i can work my way through it yep <laughs> uh because i've done enough of it to realize that if i just don't stop i right. will eventually get to it yeah you know? so <laughs> totally so man you know, I, you know that with uh you know you, you, you know, when you're oil painting there's always that stage in the middle that is the one stage that makes everybody want to quit when right. you got the paint's just not working right Right. It's, yeah absolutely every single piece you always have to go through it you know practically yep.
0: the hard time the hard yeah. <laughs> The hard time That's a. um I, I say this a lot to younger artists. Um, uh, one thing I, I consciously became aware of, you know, when I was first starting painting, I was kind of teaching myself. Mm-hmm. And the, and it's scary because you don't know if you can pull it off early on. Or That's how it was for me. I, I, so I wasn't confident. And when you get enough paintings under your belt, you don't stress when it's looking like crap, you know, because mm-hmm. you know you can get it. You know you can yeah. get it. You've done it so many times before. And just having that, confidence goes such a long way to be able to I don't know loosen up and and, and create artwork you know
1: yeah definitely yeah and it, it's that uh I guess getting comfortable enough with a process that you go I, for me there's always that question like you say uh, I don't know if I can get it mm-hmm. but but I've gotten to a point where I realize that even if I don't get exactly what I'm right. looking for you get I'll something get good. Piece. Yeah. This is, <laughs> something's going to happen. You know? Something good, good enough. You know, you, you yeah, can get it yeah. to the
0: point where you can live with it.
1: You yeah. Know what and I mean, very often it, it actually takes me getting out of my own way, you know, stop right. like, stop having the requirement of how I want something to look. Right. And just let it be what it wants to look like.
2: Yeah. 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 You yeah.
1: serve.
0: That's another thing that comes up on this podcast often is it's, it's, it's about serving the painting. It's like, you have to mm-hmm. step back and this is why it's, it's almost like a spiritual practice art yeah. create fine art because you have to, you know, the same thing you have to do. And in, in, with the spiritual practice, you have to like, uh, <clears throat> um, you know, dissolve your ego kind of, you know, yeah. put, and, and, yeah. and, 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 yeah, and humble, humble yourself and listen yeah. and be listen. directed by some higher power. And yeah. that's basically, you know, what the painting is. The painting is the God figure in a way. And it's like, how, mm. how best, May I serve you, oh painting, you know, <laughs> I'll do whatever you say, you just tell me, no,
1: yeah, definitely you know, it's uh it's a uh, you know you have to become quiet and mm-hmm. then you know it's like you're having a uh this conversation with some with somebody that's talking very low, right, and if, if you over speak you'll miss everything that and they're saying something very important, right, <laughs> and you're gonna miss it if you keep insisting your voice is louder than that, yeah. Know? Yeah, uh, so yeah, yeah,
0: and it's gonna definitely. M-
1: I, it's uh, it, I I have run across uh, other artists that you know feel this way that that actually approach their work you know this way. And whether whether you know uh, I, I don't really know that it matters whether or not it's a sense of of, of true, uh, if, for lack of a better word, a true divine incorporation or a true uh, psychological incorporation. Right. Whether it's your your higher self, your right, greater or your subconscious, subconscious or greater consciousness. Yeah. Or, you know, an external uh uh source. I right. think it's they probably are closely related, if not the same
0: thing. That's a, that's what I was just yeah. gonna say. It's like probably yeah. the same thing. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. Probably kinda yeah. the same thing. It's just yeah. um semantics. Yeah. Um Yeah, I think the first time I heard about your work was from Chris Velasco. I think Chris Velasco turned me on to your stuff.
1: Yeah, he invited me uh one the first show I was ever uh for a uh, um for it Was roadside, yeah, roadside attraction.
0: Oh, cool, cool. That's let's say hi to Vicky too. Vicky, anyone oh, that knows Vicky. Alan knows that She's Vicky. Off, off. Okay, Vicky, mm-hmm. hi Vicky. Mm-hmm. S- say hi, Vicky. This
1: is Vicky. She's
0: sitting on the. <laughs> <laughs> we're just recording the audio, but um,
3: <laughs> it's good to see you. <laughs> oh, we just. Oh, that's right. It's a podcast. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I probably should record the video too, but I don't know how to do that, so I just yeah. do the audio anyway. Yeah. But um, uh, so. I would love to see your old stuff from '88. I'm curious to oh, see what oh. it looked like back oh. then.
1: <laughs> no, I did all kinds of stuff from from straight up like uh, high fantasy D and D kind of things to uh, I did I did pen up, I did cute, you know, I did stuff for kids' rooms. I did you know uh, like almost like children's book illustration type things, stuff wow. that you would not relate to what I'm doing now at all. And yeah, it was yeah. all very um, uh, uh, I well. It was in '88, so I have to say this. I think that the whole art scene was very forgiving in '88 because mm. you know there wasn't as much out there as there is now.
2: True, that's true. Uh,
1: I, you know, as you as you go further back, you look at it and you go, "Would I have been able to get a start if I started with what I had then?" Now,
0: right. I don't know.
1: It's it's much different now, you know. Uh, but, but there's
0: so much more information now too, though. So it was, yeah,
1: so you would have more. This is true. I can find any question I want. Like if I'm like when I start playing with ZBrush when I'm doing concept stuff, you know, uh, the first thing I usually do is if I don't know how to do something, I'll play with it for a minute, but then I'll just go straight and find a video somewhere. Oh, yeah. it's, just, it's like, you know, it's it's just everything is like, edu- the edu- education is free for this kind of thing online now. I yeah. mean, you can find somebody giving it away somewhere, and it's just, it's all valid, you know.
0: It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. People, I think uh, we take it for granted sometimes how amazing it is, especially people, old dudes like us who had to go to the library and stuff. Right. <laughs> it's yeah, like when we it, had to have
1: encyclopedias Yeah, now encyclopedias. My, my phone will give me not only more information than I need.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Half
1: of it's not what I, I, mean, right. I mean. there's <laughs> so much there now it's, it's hard to sort through sometimes, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's
1: incredible, but I, I love it though. It's, it's having come from oh, the yeah. time we couldn't do that to now we do have this. I mean, we do take it for granted but I, I think we, also, we have
0: an appreciation since we, have we didn't an appreciation. have it. I think people that yeah. grew up for grew up with it don't quite kind of take right. it for granted, you know? What they I mean? take it for granted.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we, we we know what it's like to to not have a book you need on hand. Because right. I was talking to somebody about this the other day that that if I want to know somebody's artwork now, I just type their, I just you know I'll Google them or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I used to be I would have to wait for a magazine to print something about them.
2: Right. You know, if I wanted
1: to know a process, I had to go to what was it, step by step graphics or uh, art in art in America or something like right. that. There was airbrush there was Airbrush magazine that would, you know, had all that stuff. Yep. That was the only place you could learn that stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's so, so weird. It's so yeah. weird. It's so hard to think, how did we manage back then? But everything was Everything was just slower paced in a way because right. things took longer times. You know, yeah. it's like if you you if you knew there was an image you needed from a book and you knew your friend had it, you had to call your friend up and then yeah. arrange to go drive over and pick the book up or whatever, and then you had to like um, either borrow the book or take a picture and have the film developed, yeah, which Polaroid. is yeah, or Polaroid. Polaroids. True, it's true. You know, um, I, I,
1: that's one thing I kind of do miss was having all those Polaroids around. Of yeah. Things those are pretty cool
0: yeah yeah polaroid polaroids are awesome they kind of made a comeback they there was some some uh some place made like a new polaroid i think a few years back yeah just like as a novelty thing
1: i know they make a digital version of polaroid now that actually has like an on like an on-camera printer
0: oh really maybe that was the thing i'm thinking of Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like fake polaroid
1: yeah, but uh, they still they still sell the film. You can still get it. You know, there are people that make it. You
0: know? Yeah, yeah, because so, there was like right. a Kickstarter or something. Yeah. They were trying to re- make the the old Polaroid machines again or the old formula. It's a, I saw a documentary on it. And like yeah. People okay. were crying. They were weeping about oh, yeah. losing Polaroid film. Like, they were so into Polaroids. It was like a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. kind of amazing, but anyway yeah. uh i digress so yeah. what what what's your what was your i'd like to hear um you know i i just i just i so love what you're doing now because you're really your work really touches on this like deep there's like this you know spiritual depth to it to me that's how what i see it. it's like there's this surrealist They're like, they're like dark dreams to me, you know, and they feel deep and like primal. Like there's, it's like, there's, they're so mysterious. They have that mystery. They're not overtly what you would typically think of as, um, I don't know. They're they're, okay. you know, I'm always about promoting this whole dark art thing that, that Mm -hmm. I, that we're all kind of part of. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, your stuff is on the esoteric end. Of it, mm-hmm. which I love, which I think is so cool. It's like, um, you know what I'm saying, right? It's more of a vague, not there's, obvious, like rah, scary. <laughs> definite, yeah, no, no. There's, there's
1: definitely a, 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 a when I work on when I work on the pieces that I work on. There's definite when they're where they're supposed to be. There's a feel. There's a there's a there's a mystical and a spiritual sense to it that I, I can feel. Right, right. Because it's it's coming from a place, and this is something that you know it goes hand in hand with. Uh, before we you know started the thing, the 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 recording, we were talking about how um, uh, you have to be quiet and listen to the to the mm-hmm. what the what the piece is saying. It, it I can I've gotten to a point I guess where, um, it, I quit. I can even it takes a little while sometimes, and sometimes it's frustrating, but I got to a point where I can. I'll I'll listen to I'll watch I'll, I'll work on the work, and a narrative will sometimes right. accompany. There'll be there'll be phrases and words that will pop up, and I've gotten to a point where I can I can feel when I'm manufacturing it.
2: Yeah, right.
1: It's letting it happen. Yep. And and I whenever I've manufactured it, and let it go, it always ends up uh, uh, falling blank, kind of being right. dull. There's no right. energy.
0: It doesn't and have
1: that thing. It, yeah, that magic. When thing. When I let it happen, and I don't know if it's uh, if it's like we were talking earlier. I don't know if it's um, like these very quiet subconscious connections that are being made.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but if I let it happen, it just seems like it knows what it wants to be, and I just I just have to get out of the way.
2: Right, right. Uh,
1: and and uh, it goes hand in hand. I think with the uh, uh, the fact that I feel like uh, I've I, I've sort of been on this. Uh, kick for now for a while, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with the, you know um, I think it's gotten more popular recently uh, The idea of you know thought manifestations and, and like tulpa and things that oh are yeah, created yeah. Thought.
0: 100%. Whereas
1: you know and and an art is literally a Manifestation of that because it is thought and then is produced and becomes a reality Absolutely and people have people have asked me before they go. Oh, well, do you think these things are real? And I said, my response to that is being that it exists in thought and nowhere else in reality. And then I produce this and this is it. This is not a representation of the thing. This is the thing itself.
2: Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. So yes, it is real. Yeah. Um, what it is is an idea. It's a mimetic conveyance. Right. Right. Uh, it's an idea that, that once you put it out there and especially if it's honest, right. Uh, if it's true, uh, because I feel like if it's true for me, it doesn't have to be true for everyone, but it will be true for someone.
0: Right, yeah, exactly.
1: Now, uh, that if, if, it's, if it's working and I put it out there, uh, somebody else will pick up on it, and it will turn into its own thing in their, with them. Which is exactly when they talk about uh, Tulpa having their own life and becoming their own thing, and even getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. Although it's possible with art. With, oh, with yeah, yeah. Of, you know, It's the same thing. Uh, it's
0: like yeah. another version of that thing of of the yeah. you know um, uh, yeah I mean I, I know exactly what you're talking about it, it's it's it it is um, you know it is literally magic
1: you know it, well, art yeah, is literally it, it, magic mean, this is, when, people, when people you know I've I've run across this I've been asked before you know is there magic involved in this and I want to say this is a this is there's a process I can show you. But the process isn't what you're asking me to learn how to do. Right. The part that you're asking me to learn how to do is the magic. But right. it actually is something that comes from inside the person doing
2: it. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's disingenuous to say that it's not magic. Because we actually, I think the origins of magic might have been in a place like this. Right. You know, and, and psychologically, spiritually. Totally. And
2: yeah.
1: You know, so, I don't know. That, that's just, you know. <laughs> I,
0: I hundred percent agree with you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, awesome. it's one of those
1: things. These are conversations that like, I'll come to, I'll come to bed for me early in the morning and I'll, I'll, I'll lay down next to Vicki and I'll say, well, I started thinking about this and she's like, Oh, oh, oh no, yeah, <laughs> because, go, you know, go to what sleep. Do we do when we, you know, what are we doing when we're working, but not constantly thinking about, it?
2: So, Right. you know,
1: it's like, as we, on both sides of our brain, we're, we're, you know, you know, having these dialogues going on.
2: Right. Right.
1: But, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting uh, because I I I've I've always felt like um like imagery has, you know, a certain am- amount of power to it. Mm-hmm. You know, iconography uh you know, symbolism and you know, even, you know, branding to a degree has a certain amount of of persona or you know, it has its own thing yeah. going on. Yeah.
0: So, you no, know. have, so, have you have you I'm sure you've probably seen the um grant morrison talk on have you seen that about uh um sigils have you seen it? I haven't. I haven't seen oh it. my god you gotta see it you're gonna die you're gonna yeah. oh you're gonna love it yeah it's like uh because he's talking about performing like magic basically which is you know manifestation type work right um right v- visualizing you know visualizing Creative visualization, whatever you want to call it, to to make physical things mm-hmm. in your reality, and uh, sigil sigil magic is a certain way of doing mm-hmm. that, basically, <clears throat> and um, and he and he goes I, on. I mean, I,
1: I I'm familiar with the idea of of sigils and chaos magic and things right. like that. Yeah, where yeah. You create, you know. You're oh, okay, yeah. So energy. so yeah. yeah. So he's totally talking about chaos
0: magic, but he but he goes uh, on about how. Um, you know all the all the corporate corporate branding. They're all sigils. They're all sigils mm-hmm. to do this magic. Oh yeah, magic uh, I to, can
1: see that. I can see that. <laughs> it's like and it's like it's so. Okay, true. now I'm, I'm going. Vicky wrote it down for me. I'm going to have to go and find that and listen to
0: it. Oh, it's so good. It's great. It's, it's Grant, amazing.
1: Grant Morrison, you said. Yeah, okay. Grant
0: Morrison. Uh, I think if you do Grant Mor- Morrison sigil, uh, mm-hmm. sigil, it's it's a, it's amazing. It's so good. There's a real, there's like a 45 minute one, and then there's like a condensed one, but um, they're yeah. both great. So like uh, if you, if you feel like watching the whole thing, the, the whole whole thing is the best. He's kind of getting getting drunk while he's talking, so it's sort of funny. But he's the, the info okay. is just so good, and it's and it's so like cool. it's very inspiring too. He's basically kind of like telling telling everybody like you do this. This is this technology we have, and we should all be yeah. doing it and making our lives <laughs> the way we want them to be. And you know why aren't you doing it? It's so easy. It's right. really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's cool. I'll check it out. Yeah, Definitely.
0: yeah, you'll love it. I'll send you a link if you can't find it. But um, yeah. Yeah. so what? I, one thing, anyway. What led me to where we're at now is I was saying, you know, you 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 have this kind of depth to your work, and um, so I'm curious. I'm extra curious. I ask all the artists this question on this show, but I'm I'm especially curious with you because you have arrived at a place where you you have such um, powerful and deep work where did you start? Like what, as a kid, how did your art journey begin or what age did
1: you start
0: and, and, and all that sort of stuff?
1: So, um, uh, I traveled a lot when I was a kid. My, mm. my, uh, my, my dad worked on natural gas pipelines mm-hmm. across the country. So I spent like, I went to 20 different high schools. Wow. So, so I, as like and younger, we would, we would maybe travel. We would be in a, be a place anywhere from two weeks to, you know, to two months. Sometimes, uh, six months would be a long time at one place.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, uh, it, it, strangely enough, I, st- I I was thinking about this not too long ago. I, it probably started with the fact that uh, I started uh, buying comic books before I could read,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: I just look at the pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, I could actually read a couple of years before I realized I could read comic books because oh, it wow. just happened. I, it was a Spider Man one day. I was I was sitting there looking at at, at this at this book looking at the pictures, figuring out the story, you know, from the, the visual narrative. Uh, and then suddenly I realized I knew what all the words meant. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, it just sort of occurred to me because I had spent so many years just wow. looking at them.
0: That's so cool. That
1: I, that I could read them, you know? And, uh, I was, when I was early, when I was, I mean, I've been drawing for as I mean, I have, you know, creature birthday cards I made for my mom when I was three or four years yeah. old. <laughs> I used to I've do this. My whole life, you know? Yep. Uh, cool. and, uh, but I didn't really know that that was a thing people did for a living until uh, I got into college and somebody happened I, I, Somebody happened to mention that I should go and talk to the art teacher mm. because I did well on the creativity test parts of the college entrance exams. And uh, I, went, I was a business major when I, when wow. I went into college <laughs> for one day. I was a business major for one day. <laughs> wow. I went and talked to the art teacher and as soon as I found out that people did it for a living... Because I came from also a very small town, right, uh, which is where – that was our home base, where we would go back to between the jobs and stuff mm. uh, that we worked on. And traveling around so much, I didn't really make a lot of long-term friends.
2: Yeah, I can you know? imagine,
1: yeah. Um, and so I would end up uh, – I would end up drawing a lot, you know, traveling, drawing – you know, it was nomadic. So, you know, you carry little things with you and you draw and you have sketchbooks and
3: right, – uh, or right.
1: little you know, back then I think probably it was just a notebook that I would draw on, you know, I didn't really know anything about art supplies when I was a kid uh, and my parents uh, weren't the type uh, to ever look into things like that, you know? right? Uh, right. so it was just sort of a, I guess you could say that it was my own defense mechanism that I, you know, carried with me. It was that one little bit of stability so much so that today it's still where I find a lot of the, when i when things are in upheaval or if I'm nervous about stuff, if I just go and work, it all goes away. Hmm. It's my sense of stability yeah, comes yeah. from the work, from sitting down and doing it.
2: Yep.
1: Uh, but, you know, I, I did that. And when I was a, a kid, I would, you know, I drew monsters constantly. And it was always dragons or comic book characters. or mm. You know, I, th- I remember drawing the Hulk quite a bit, you know, when I was Yeah, I used to love the Hulk. But, you that know? was
0: one of the few, because com- it's like, yeah. I tried to get into comics and I mm. and I couldn't really get into the superheroes. I was like a uh, Tales from the Crypt. I really liked like yeah. I liked old magazine, uh, old Mad magazine, and I really liked the old the old horror magazines, eerie, eerie and creepy, yeah. yeah, eerie and creepy, and the and even yeah. the old like ones from the fifties and sixties. Somehow I I was able to get my hands on those, and so I never really got super in, uh, into the superheroes except for the Hulk, and I mm-hmm. think it's probably because the Hulk was kind of like. Frankenstein, sort yeah, of, yeah, you know, yeah. he was like he was a, a monster. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah what, and, and he had that square head and the black hair yeah. and he was green and it was like, it's kind of frankenstein you know?
1: And it was that thing that played onto that childhood, you know, somebody's picking on me and I can turn into something that can do something right. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> the the ultimate no, fantasy for, it would have been dangerous to make a kid a Hulk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And uh, definitely. Definitely. But those old eerie and creepy magazines were like, those were my favorite too. Uh, yeah. the, the regular superhero comic books, uh, because I traveled a lot, you know, they didn't, they usually had, you know, they had little stories, but they also had arcs that I couldn't really right. sometimes find because they weren't accessible everywhere. But like Creepy and Eerie, they just were, had those one shot stories all yeah. the time, yeah. you know, and, and heavy metal, you know. I used yeah, heavy metal to, you know, too. Yeah. Metal quite a bit, you know. Amazing. So, uh, yeah. And uh, what the first, the first two art books I can remember having uh when I was a teenager was the, the Frazetta uh book that had Death Dealer on the cover. Yep, me too. And, uh, <laughs> and that big Necronomicon book that's so ex- it's very expensive now to buy, but it, it used to it was like twenty bucks or thirty bucks when yep. I first bought it.
2: I know.
0: Yeah. I, I same here. Those are those are my two yeah. two big ones yeah. for me. I still have my yep. Necronomicon and I loaned it to somebody. <laughs> And they tore the cover off, so the cover, oh, the front cover, has been torn off. But otherwise, it's in pretty good shape. But it's so bums
1: me out. Um, I'm pretty sure that my original Necronomicon uh, was sold at a yard sale when I wasn't home from my parents. Okay, now one, I, don't feel, I don't, I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> yeah, but but I I, I recently uh, bit the bullet and bought an, an another one. Uh, oh, they I st- found one I'm like yeah, like a used can, one. Yeah, yeah, it, it's in really good condition, but oh, it, cool. it was like one of those things that like this feels. It feels like buying back a piece of my childhood. Right. right <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 Oh, that's. I mean, that book. That book's amazing. That that was um yeah. one uh, that it's. We talk about it in the my the documentary, but that um, Mike Carell made about me, where that was like one of the turning points for me, where I saw mm-hmm. Geek, that book, and it was just like, oh, you know, uh, up to right. that point, I was like. You know, I, I didn't see any new, really new, amazing, groundbreaking artwork. I mean, I was a kid, so you're not going to yeah, see yeah. a lot of stuff. But still, I just right. I was like, where's the new shit? You know, where's this? Where's the new? Where's the Frizzetta? nowadays? You know, where is that? Like, and and yeah. uh, and then I saw that Giger book and it was like, oh, that's it. There it is. And it was like yeah. completely changed everything for me.
1: What's really interesting to me, too, about about that was, that you know, you, you created the look that sort of became an industry almost an industry uh, go-to book right uh as as a piece of you know brilliant concept work but the thing that was so interesting to me about it was that he didn't make it as a piece of concept art he made it as a piece of private this was his personal art i mean he was a fine artist he didn't start off like going for movies right oh yeah doing fine art thing and it leapt from one thing to the other I know and I thought that was really interesting because it's it's sort of like taking the like a lot of people start off you know just wanting to do concept art right yeah without having to having found that part of you know their own work that they want to do which is why I always I always encourage you know the younger people that I talk to that you can do all of this contract work but always find that part of it that's just for you right Uh, You know, find your own thing that is just yours that only you can do for sure Uh, it's cool to be a generalist and you get a lot of work right right but but having that one thing that i mean i guess when i started looking around at different how to learn different things one of the things that i i I came to pretty quickly was in the in the midst of learning all this stuff that i want to learn i can't let go of the reason why i like to do it and the things that i like to do as well right i can't just you know i can't learn this and forget what i want to do
2: right right
1: which which is easy to do especially if you get you know caught up in a lot of contract stuff right
2: right yeah yeah
1: it's very easy to get you know to because i i there's so many artists that i've met over the years that have had huge really nice you know careers doing illustration or book cover work and then I get to that point where they're like, "I want to do my own work, but I have no idea what I
3: want right. to do." Right?
0: Yeah, it's like you, know? <laughs> you lose your you lose yourself in that if you go too far. In a way, like I was just talking about this, um, maybe on the last podcast or before the one before, I can't remember. But how I I was like, you know, age right around age 12 i was i realized i want to do makeup effects that was it i got completely got the bug and that's all i studied through high school and of course i was drawing designs for like masks and it was all like for for a purpose it wasn't really doing fine art it was more like okay i'm uh, gonna design this new mechanical head i want to make or whatever some cool creature and um but it was all geared towards trying to get a job in the effects industry because my dad was a fine artist and an illustrator and i and i and i uh he had such a hard time like you know how it is it's like he was it was boom or bust it was like there was money and there was no money for months and then there was like a big sale and blah blah and at the time i was just too i don't know i thought it just wasn't i didn't think there was a market for fine art so i didn't even go there at all um you know we're talking like a kid in you know junior right. high and high school so anyway i was like studied makeup effects on my own with the intent of getting a job and i got in you know right out of high school i started working in effects and then i you know got burnt out did the whole thing where i kind of like tried to get out of the industry that to you know be a fine artist that was like you know this is the thing i gotta do to get out get out of the industry do my own thing and then I remember sitting down in front of a blank canvas and just being like, "I don't know what, what do to do," because I hadn't been developing my thing, you know. And yeah. and and it was really kind of a struggle for the few, first few years to figure out what the hell is my thing anymore, because right. yeah. I was. But you
1: held on to it. Yeah, yeah I. You, I helped, you held on through it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I had the. I mean, I had this the uh, rendering skills and the drawing skills mm-hmm. from all doing all that creature work, but I hadn't developed the thing alongside it because I was, you know. I was totally into effects. That's all I really, really wanted to do until right. I, until I didn't anymore, right. <laughs> you right. know, after yeah. 20 years or whatever. And so, yeah. yeah. So, so that is good advice to, to, you know, have well, always well, have well, that going.
1: When I, when I started doing stuff, uh, I, I literally, my, I guess contract wise, uh, professionally, I was, I was doing stuff for, uh, like, you know, board games and, and RPG games and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, again, Like in eighty in the 80s, it was very uh, you could get if you could do consistent work and get it in on time. They were they would hire you. Hmm. I mean, you didn't have to have the the, a perfect rendering style to do game work because there was so much of it that was being done. They just needed people to do it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: There was a lot of that. I mean, uh, your industry probably was a bit different because I mean, there's I, I didn't even know that your industry existed when I started. Like right. I didn't know concept art was a thing when I started doing that kind of thing. Right. Know, right. Really, you know, until I started going to Comic-Con in California, which was across the entire country from where I lived, that was when I started seeing concept art ah, as a thing. Okay.
0: Yeah. It sounds like uh, we started around the same time. Yeah. I, I started in effects like a year after high school. So it was like 86, 87 and you were starting around late eighties yeah. kind of too. So yeah,
1: I, I think it was 88 is when I actually did. I, I mean, I was in in school for a few years. Right, right. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't graduate from college, but uh, I, I I had a I had a teacher that told me that I was doing work in the area I wanted to work in, and that what I was learning in college wasn't going to get me any further in that. That right. I should just go do. it. That's cool. So I was like, well, that's that's, that's honest. Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: it's yeah.
1: good advice. So <laughs> it's, yeah, that's what I did. So um, so yeah, it, it it's it's an interesting. I told you know Vicky and I have had this conversation before that. Going back if there had been somebody that knew what to do like I was in a southern town you know was and and it was a small town and they didn't really know what to do with me
2: right you know in
1: terms of guidance counseling and all that yeah career counseling <laughs> they had no idea what 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 was going on and like if I had it to do over again and, and and knew just a little bit I probably would have gone to a place where I could have learned something like uh, you know more drawing and painting focus not right. like a, a liberal arts school but more of an like an atelier type situation mm-hmm. or you know like, or you know some ringling brothers or something like right, that where you
3: right.
1: could really focus on it. things would have been different obviously it would have changed the way i went about things but uh uh i ended up like i did a lot of uh contract work i did a lot of work in like i did i, I did work for dragon magazine when it was still a magazine how, know, let
0: me ask um, you before you get going on that how did you get your first gig doing contract stuff like how, what was your okay. first
1: the how? first thing <laughs> yeah we, we we would go we found out. Uh,
3: We went to Gen Con. We we found out that
1: there were these, you know, the conventions, the fantasy conventions that you could hang up artwork at. uh, And we would go to the art shows and hang up. Like I would do my own like fantasy drawings and, you know, just it, you know, was dragons and Mm -hmm. and knights, armor and type stuff. And then uh, we would hang them up in the art shows and people would bid on them and they would do the whole, you know, three bids to auction kind of a thing. And I had a company co- contact me from one of those shows. Uh, it was actually, uh, they did uh, a game called Car Wars. Steve mm-hmm.
3: Jackson, it was
1: Steve Jackson, Jackson Games. They did this generic GURPS, generic uh, uh, role-playing role systems.
3: Hmm. And so oh,
1: okay. I went, like, it was completely stuff that I would never have ever done. If anybody, like, they wanted me, like, this first game that I worked on. Uh, God, was that the first one? Yeah, it was, uh, I had to draw all these vehicles with uh armament and guns and things on them and things like that stuff that i had no interest in at all right. but it was it was the first people that had contacted me about working uh, but it came from going to conventions wow uh, and i actually met vicky at a convention too that's oh, how cool. we got together <laughs> that's <laughs> so awesome it's like all the good stuff in my life has happened at conventions basically right How <laughs> uh, oh, cool um uh, yeah so that's where it, it and i you know i they contacted me about doing some spot illustrations for some of their uh uh rpg system stuff and like yeah, yeah it was like 15 dollars in illustration or because really? yeah. <laughs> you know they're super inexpensive but uh, i mean you know that's cool hey uh, you know at that point but, but you know i, I kept doing the at the same time though i was still sending my own artwork out to shows and you know i i would always you know try to up what i was doing with my own work as often as i could mm-hmm. uh and Eventually, uh, I, I think the reason I got the stuff for, with TSR was because I actually sent portfolios out
2: mm. to people. Yeah.
1: Physical. Physical portfolios, you know, where you, know, like prints in a, you know, uh, or at, at one point there were slides too when right. they that. Yeah, I remember those you days. <laughs> so, yeah, I still have crazy. my
0: makeup uh, effects portfolio that I would show yeah. around. It's funny, it's so you guys quaint.
3: Are, <laughs> certainly
1: <yourselves>. Well, you <laughs> know, portfolios.
0: Yeah, that's – uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Thank you. That's my wife too. I, I've been – another thing we have in common is uh, I got together with my wife around 87, I believe. Yeah. And we've been together all that time too.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: we've been together
1: since
0: 1988. There, see? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. – Yeah. We We're doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of something. Lots of you said.
1: She yes. says lots of things. <laughs> yeah, well, that's amazing. But yeah, no, I did a lot of uh, I did a lot of stuff for you know, like Dragon Magazine back then. Uh, I did stuff for uh, Magic. Magic. I was in like the first sets of the Magic cards that came out. Oh, really? When uh, they when they paid like almost no money and a little bit of stock, and the stock ended up being worth a lot of money. Holy in the shit! End.
0: You got stock in? in that. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, I guess I was in the second set of Magic cards that came out, the Ice Age cards that Uh were like, uh, and they, they paid us like $50 a card and then $50 (laughs) in stock.
2: Wow. And then,
1: yeah, it was crazy. And then by the end of it, when they sold everything, uh, that $50 split into $5 shares and the $5 shares ended up being worth a thousand dollars a share.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) That's amazing. It was,
1: it was, it was crazy. (laughs) And the royalties at that time were crazy. And I had, you know, friends that, that had like built like, two and three houses on their royalties right. fund. <laughs> that the is time. I mean and, something you know. like
0: that you just could not plan. It's total luck no. of the draw, you know. It's yeah. like with um I remember on when um in, in I kind of relate it to the effects industry. Um uh when Jura- <laughs> Jurassic Park came out, mm-hmm. you know, no one mm-hmm. knew Jurassic Park was going to be this huge film, but people uh effects people who did some of the live action, the puppets and stuff mm-hmm. had to had to do um you know, radio con- remote puppeteering basically. And uh, it, it was, and you, you had to be in SAG, Screen Actors Guild, to do that. And um, this is the way effects people would get health insurance, actually, because there was no health insurance in the, in the industry. If you could get on a SAG gig and they could mm-hmm. Taft Hartley you in and you become a member of SAG by like, Doing a remote control and operating, like making mm-hmm. the brows go up and down on a creature—that's yeah. a that's that's a performance, technically. So it was like a loophole that affects people could get in and get their health insurance, um, and you you know, it was, the money was good when it came around too. But people that worked yeah. on Jurassic Park who had no idea because we were all doing sad gigs once in a while, and it's like oh, you get a little extra money, you get your health insurance. They bought houses from the residuals from Jurassic Park, oh. you know, these puppets. Wow. So it was like same kind of thing. How could you possibly know? It's just like yeah. you know, right place right. at the right time. Right, it's, right. It's so amazing, yeah. and It's so amazing. It's
1: interesting because Jurassic Park was sort of a uh, the first time I'd seen somebody do pencil work that was concept work because they published a lot of Crash materials Oh yeah, uh, Crash. Yeah, yeah the, yeah. the dinosaur drawings that he yeah. did, and I, I was like, I fell in love with all that. Oh yeah, they were so good. Yeah, and I finally got to I finally got to, to meet
3: meet, meet it, him
1: last year. Oh really? At like yeah it was awesome that's cool that's cool
0: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, totally an amazing illustrator too um yeah okay so so okay so let's 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 continue your your career trajectory you started uh you got rich doing not just kidding (laughs) you got rich (laughs) off uh, royalties
1: I i had a time of uh uh we ate out a lot we ate out a lot <laughs> the magic the gathering stuff we would go out to eat almost every night
3: yeah uh, but
1: you know but i had friends that were selling you know they were they would do the the magic originals and they were getting like at the time what would seem like really high prices for them and I, they were like i had a friend that asked me if they, if i thought that that these were real prices or were they just inflated from the popularity of magic i'm like well i mean you can't really have one without the other it's they're inflated right, because right. of the, to popularity. That's the way it but, works. But, but now, nowadays they sell for so much more than, than they ever did oh, back man. then, and it's just crazy, yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's like one of those things where you go, I don't know, you know, I would have probably been so stressed out if I had known how much, how popular it was gonna be, that I probably yeah. would never have been able to do the work. True, now, you know?
2: true. <laughs> because I
1: basically, I basically used that job to, 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 to try to, that was the first time I'd ever done anything in color.
2: Oh, you wow, know, I okay. used this,
1: all those cards to play with color. I had always always done black and white work,
2: right? Which oh, wow. Which
1: tend to always do black and white work now. But but I, I I what I know about color had its beginnings in experimenting with that.
0: You That's know? so cool. Learn on the job. Yeah, yep.
1: And uh, uh, I I think I did magic stuff for a while, and there was a lot of there was some book cover stuff that I did with. Uh, uh, I went I went one year was it 2010. When was, a? Uh, it was 2010 was when the IMC thing started up, wasn't it? Yes. Or a little earlier. But
3: you did all
1: that. I went to like the, there was an illustrator's masterclass thing they did in Amherst
3: mm-hmm. where
1: they had like, uh, if, if you know, uh, Donato oh, yeah. uh, Becca Gay, uh, you know, Dan DeSantos, a lot of, you know, uh, uh, Boris and, and Julie,
3: yeah.
1: uh, Bell mm-hmm. were there. So- um, uh, and you would go there and you would paint in this big room with everybody for, you know, a week solid, uh, that was my first experience with actually being creative in a room with other people.
3: Hmm.
1: And I, I, enjoyed that, you yeah. know, which is why I really in the times when I've had to be on set and do, uh, uh, concept work on location with other artists, I always love that because it's like, you know, everybody's just kind of got their, you have those periods where everybody's just working and then oh, yeah. suddenly 20 minutes people talk and then they just go back to work.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, uh, but I got really, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but uh, that was another uh, one of those things that I got into where the whole process of the way other people make art was demystified for me a right, little bit. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Which is funny because I've always thought that there's this, there's a period where uh, where the work is demystified before it actually starts to re-mystify again once right. it starts to become more personal.
2: Right, right, you know? yeah. Yeah, so, it's uh, true. But
1: that was really good for that, to see other people that you thought of as like, you know, high level professionals struggle with something or start over or, you know, wipe out an entire passage of paint and start again, you know, and it was just the same way that you did it. You know, that, that's something that, you know, people sometimes don't get to see back then. You know, nowadays it's easier because people do it very visibly online. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh,
1: but without going too far, back to the career thing, uh, I, I, after that, uh, it was after IMC that year in 2010, I started doing a little bit of cover work, you know, book covers and stuff, Mm -hmm. which was always like, I thought the goal in the end was to do, you know, book cover. Right. Right. Which it is, a. it's an interesting, it is a good goal. Well,
0: I mean, it used to pay really well too, from what I heard back in the day, it's gone
1: up and back down again. And then, you know, it's kind of feel like it's leveled out now because of the, once everybody realized like, okay, digital has an effect on the price Mm -hmm. of book covers, you know, uh, so it it it, it has. The, I remember talking to other professional artists who did book cover work before the digital stuff, and how they were up in the, you know, it was like ten fifteen thousand dollar range yeah, exactly. for book cover, yep. and it sort of tanked from their perspective. Yeah, uh, went down into the couple of thousand dollar ranges, and uh, but but yeah, it's gone up and down a bit. But but I didn't, you know, that that was uh, would use that as a goal
3: mm-hmm. for so
1: long as like this is why you do you know, traditional illustration art is to get to book covers. Right. And you do a couple of them and you go, okay, well there's gotta be other goals because <laughs> right. I did that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. It's like that whole thing. Once you realize there's really no goalpost at the end of all this, there's no finish line. Right. Yeah. Right. There's just different directions to go into. That, well, just that, go yeah.
0: That was my, my experience in it makeup effects. It's like, that was mm-hmm. all I could think about from age 12 or 13 yeah. until, you know, I got, to a point where i was like okay i'm i'm the art guy here i'm the lead sculptor and creature designer i made it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and i was like okay (laughs) this is (laughs) you know yeah exactly there's got to be more than this i mean this is great but i just felt felt like at a certain point doing that i just felt like i was doing it only for the money at a certain point because it's like i i'm just doing basically the same thing over and over like i'm not really they're not allowing me to really express myself and they're not really, you know, unless it's like a Guillermo del Toro type guy or a tool video or something, they're not pushing you to do something unusual and interesting. It's always kind of the same thing. Monsters with brows that go like this, you know, angled, angry, angry monster brows on everything.
1: (laughs) Probably there was at some point, a lot of spikes involved.
0: Yep. Spikes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know, the usual, the, there was a, Pierced no, nose ring and and creatures for a while. There was like you know lots of jewelry that you know when Brom yeah. got popular and it was like everything had piercings and but yeah. but anyway yeah I got to that point that was kind of the one of the reasons I ended up leaving is because it was you know I had you yeah. know I got there and I wanted to go somewhere else you know
1: yeah
0: definitely and then fine art yeah. was like to me the ultimate thing that that was mm-hmm. it's like how do you get any any more ultimate than doing whatever you want to with your artwork right.
2: you know yeah. so and I
1: still cool. tell I still tell people you know because uh, I love you know when I've done concept work it's been really fun mm-hmm. it's also the most stressful that I thing that I do is you know it's more stressful and more fun than most other things except for when I do my own work which is there is nothing else that compares to doing my own stuff for me it's the oh, most yeah. fun yeah absolutely yeah and it's just because you know I I that's one of the reasons why I said I don't. Well, many times I don't have to. I don't have to iterate my own stuff because I know in my head what I want to get to, mm-hmm. and I can just do that instead of having to find something that somebody else wants,
2: right? Right. Which
1: is a challenge, and when it's a talent in and of itself. You yeah, know?
0: yeah, and it's and it to, and it and know. it's like if you can. My experience with it was like you know if you're working for someone that like a like again like a Guillermo or an Adam Jones or something, someone that ha- has a vision. And that has good taste and knows what looks good. That's really fun. You know, Mm -hmm. that's a like, that's a fun challenge. But, um, you know, in in the case of the film industry, it was like, often you were um, working for someone that, you know, had less of a vision than you did. Mm -hmm. You know, like producers and and directors and stuff. It's like that, that don't even they don't even know what looks good. Really? Right. (laughs) They don't even.
1: I've had probably, uh, you know, uh, a couple. uh, There've been a couple of jobs that I've been on where I felt like I was, like the the director knew what they already what they wanted and Mm -hmm. they already had it. Right. They 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 just wanted me to be there to close the doors so they could check the boxes for the people who were totally man.
2: I've been there
0: before too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that that's painful. because You know, it's like you're just kind of you know there to, to make sure that. All the doors are closed. Right, right, does. right. It's not. It's not very fulfilling. <laughs> no, but then you work with somebody. Okay, I work like with uh, Guillermo. Uh, Joel Harlow is like this. Yeah. Uh, they uh, just kind of like lets you run with. Them,
2: yeah, yeah. That's uh, cool. And
1: and are open to ideas that like if, if if they have an idea, they're totally willing to to look at your idea too.
2: Right, right. Even if
1: it's different, if it, if it has merit. Yeah. You know, uh, that's what I get to. I get to. Uh, you know, I worked with Guillermo a little bit and then with Joel, I worked on, on the, uh, the new Hellboy reboot, hmm. which had, you know, it met with, you know, mixed regard through the fandom and things like that. Yeah, But the,
0: but, but the creature stuff you did was amazing. I didn't hear anybody <laughs> complaining about your
1: stuff. No, oh, thank it. it was fun, and it, it was looked one of like things. it was really
0: fun. I was totally it jealous was. I didn't get to work on it when I saw your designs. It's
1: one, it one of the first times that any one of the first and one of the only times actually that anybody's ever said "Just do what you want to do
2: for that's this. great you know yeah uh
1: i've I've had a couple of jobs where that's happened, and it's just always like the most fun to work and it's on smart that.
0: and it's smart for them too, because you're gonna get the most out of your your artist and it's gonna contribute it's going to make your film better. You know, that's why people like, you know, Guillermo. And and again, it's like, I've, I've worked with a couple other directors that gave me freedom, but the the two that come up always are the tool stuff with Adam Jones and, and and, and Guillermo. It's like, yeah, Yeah. they, they, they just
1: said, do what you want to do.
0: Right. Right. They want you, they want you to do your vision. And it's like, it always comes out better. I've never done something that, uh, that I was micromanaged and directed to create right. that was better than something that they just said, do your thing. I mean, all the best stuff I've ever done was always when they said, you know, do your thing. Cause then you get excited about it too. And you really want to contribute, you know, and yeah. it's, and it's not so much, it's like when someone's telling you everything, you know, micromanaging you and, and putting you in a box or too much of a box, it's like you're splitting your time, your, your mental energy between, um, Creating a great piece of work, and then, like you said, trying to figure out what they want, you know. So right. you're not totally able yeah. to to focus on the creativity because you're like, did they like this? And he said he liked that part, but not that part. So I'm trying right. to figure out what the hell this guy even likes, you know. So and it
1: it, it, it you you run into this weird situation sometimes when uh, because we look at a lot of art, you know, you right. and <laughs> I and the people like us, and and we have a vocabulary in terms of this kind of art that is broad right and but when you deal with like certain there and this is not really this is not a this is not a criticism it's just an observation that there are people that don't don't they don't see as much of it as we see, so they don't have the same familiarity right. that we have with what 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 they think of as maybe really odd to us is like oh well I've seen a lot of
3: yeah exactly you know?
1: <laughs> you know it's and and so that's that's also a fine line to have to walk with because you know sometimes I I have always had to like sometimes I'll have to push myself down a little bit to be able to find what somebody else right. wants because yeah. I, they're not thinking out they're not really being as extreme as. I felt like they wanted when they hired me. Right. Because they didn't really want, many times they don't really want what I do. They want what they think I could do for them, which is a little bit different, and it's okay but it's it's you have to figure out what they want in that regard. Do you really want like something that is way out there that is right. unusual? Or <laughs> well, Do you want something that people can relate to in a way that is different than what you're talking to me about? That's you know,
0: the I, that's the hilarious thing is you know we we used to joke about this all the time in the in the industry is that they always come at you at first and like we want the most unusual, crazy creature no one's ever seen, and then you give them that and they're like, no, 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 no. reel it back in, reel. It. It's like it just, yeah. <laughs> it's like they never want they never want the weirdest thing because we give it to yeah. them and it's like they never pick because, it because
1: because because they're you know they're relatively. Uh, I, I don't want to use the word normal but that's they're relatively you know it's, it's like they, they haven't like been infused with all this yeah no you're you know right. they,
0: yeah you you expressed it perfectly they don't have the vocabulary yeah. they haven't seen you know they've seen maybe five percent of the stuff that we've seen you know this is our life yeah. this is all we do and look at all right. the time right and then this and, is and like
1: there may be even there may be even a uh, uh, you know I, I feel like that in, in a lot of times though they know their target audience right? right and what sometimes what I think of as extreme for me might really blow past a lot of people and not be very really appealing to a, their target audience
0: yeah you're so yeah
1: I, I do, well, you're
0: you you're being very um uh, chari- diplomatic. charitable <laughs> diplomatic yeah, charitable. <laughs> well, but you're, yeah, you're yeah. right though you're right uh, that there, there are it's true sometimes on the other hand uh, a lot of times yeah. they you know it's like I I I've gotten so many notes by from like a, a production p- producers that you know you know the classic my housekeeper saw your design and she said it was too scary you know yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. it's like my my uh my um sister-in-law saw it and she thought it was too scary so take it down 13% less scary right. you know like literally I've gotten notes
1: like that like with a yeah. Fant- I, my favorite I, one, I think. Uh, my favorite one, I think, and I'm, I won't mention who it. I won't do names or anything. But my favorite one is. This is exactly what I asked for, but it'll make people throw up, so we can't do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. That sounds yeah. about. Right. I I I've, I've told this story often too, where I did uh, I sculpted the, the thing on Fantastic Four, the first the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not proud of (laughs) the sculpture. I did, you know, the sculpture I did. I did a good job sculpting it, but it wasn't my design. It was I was totally Mm -hmm. a pair of hands for the designer. And they, you Mm -hmm. know, they made me make everything flatter. And I just felt it was very bland. I just (laughs) I I didn't really dig it. But um, the the, when I when I first was doing maquettes, I was trying to make it like the comic book, like really big, you know, like the comic book. Yeah. Within reason, you know that something that could work on it as a makeup, and I wish I some somewhere tucked away. I know I kept these notes, but I got a list of notes from the mm-hmm. producer that were so stupid. One of the, one of the many like production people, there was it was like you know the only ones I the two I remember were make it a, make it look less like a mummy, which is like <laughs> it doesn't look like a mummy at all. Make it look less like a mummy. And make it appeal to nine-year-old boys. It's oh, like yeah. that's like the kind what? of direction you would get. It's like that yeah. is you know that is so ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I got a, I got a, I did a contract piece for uh, a, a company that was making an, another like collectible card set one time, uh-huh. and they were paying really well. And uh, <laughs> I got a list of uh, changes from them. that was like fifteen items deep.
2: <sighs> yeah, and
1: the top of, at the top of the list it said. This particular thing is too blue, and at the bottom of the list, it said this particular thing isn't blue enough. <laughs> and it was on the same piece, Perfect. and it was because there were fifteen different people that yeah. commented on it in the meeting. That's the yeah, that's the. Main, I'm like yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like I think it cancels each other out, and I can just leave it the way that it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes <laughs> you, you, know? you can do that. You can you can yeah. not change it, and then they come yeah. back and you say you change it, and they go, oh yeah, because it's like they just want to know that they had their fingers in it. some in some way, I've seen that happen before, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, but there was another, another trick that I would sometimes use with, uh, uh, different directors (laughs) is that I would put something that I wanted to do. I would do what they asked me to do. Mm -hmm. And then I would, I would maybe draw out something that I thought might be, you know, a better alternative and I wouldn't present it to them, but I would leave it on the desk.
2: Oh, okay. And yeah, like, that's good. And then,
1: and it always seemed to work better when they would discover it. Right. Desk, <laughs> when it was them go going, themselves. yeah, like, cause then, it, yeah. cause then they could say, I discovered this, you know, yeah, I saw, that, I had the vision would, to see would, it. You know, cause, cause I would just leave it sitting over there and go, Oh, I was just playing with some ideas. And they were like, Oh, I like this one. Yeah, <laughs> That worked out really well for me a, a few times because I, I knew that it, if I just pushed it in front of them, it was, it was, it was me in, right. inserting my own right. idea, you know?
2: Yeah. But,
0: that's so funny. Yeah, the stories are all, I've heard it through all different art industries like that. And the, the yeah. another thing, um, they usually go back to the first thing you show them. That's the other <laughs> thing yeah. I found. It's like they they see the first thing they see. Anyway, we could go on. I don't want this to turn yeah. into a bitch fest about the effects industry. I, I, I will say, or the, uh, the uh, entertainment industry, but I will say that I after I got out, I did have more of a pre- an appreciation when I was able to get out of the industry and step back. I was able to have an appreciation for the fact that, you know, these people are answering to people above them, and there's a lot right. of money riding on these films. And if they if right. they screw it up, they're going to be probably out of a job. So I I understand. <laughs> I understand wanting to try and control things and they're not so much about making art. And it's like, you know, they're trying to save their own jobs and be careful. And so I get it now. Right. I have a bit a, more of a clear perspective. I under, I don't like it. I don't like being in that position myself, but right. I, I understand why, why uh, people would want to micromanage and, and play it safe.
1: Yeah. You know? There's a lot at risk, you know, a lot, uh, a lot of yeah. money,
0: you know, like when you, yeah. If you ever, if uh, when a production gets shut down for some reason for a couple days, it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars a day, you know, if if anything gets messed up. So, yeah. anyway, but anyway, okay, back to you. <laughs> Let's go back to you. That's what I want to know about. Not me. No one wants to hear me bitching about the effects industry for the 50th time. So, let, okay, yeah. so, so where were we? You, you, uh, you, uh,
1: uh,
0: where, where did we leave uh, off?
1: I, we, in terms of this, well, I had started doing uh, book cover work. Okay, yeah, right? book cover, yeah. And I had done a, I had done a few book. I never actually got into it enough that I did like exclusively covers for a length of time. I would just do a, a cover every now and then, for okay. you know, a publisher. Uh, and any like, comic covers, like or they, were they all book, any uh, comic books or novels? Okay, okay. You know, book, you know, regular. Uh, uh-huh. uh, like I did some for tour uh, for uh, Irene Gallo at tour, and then I did a few like horror anthology covers oh, for a cool. different, you know, uh, that
0: sounds fun, but
1: enough to realize that, 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 that was something I liked to do, but not the only thing I wanted to do.
2: Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, so in the end, it was right about that time that I started actually looking at, uh, putting up concept work when I went to uh, comic con. Okay. Uh, and, and all I did was like, I would, put the work because we had a booth at comic-con for about like 15 years oh wow uh, where we just went we just went to sell art you know yeah. uh and, how did you uh, do did you do well there we, we 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 always made money at comic-con uh some years it was you know a little bit of money some years it was better i mean mm-hmm. i had the best year i ever have had at a convention at comic-con uh i had a collector come in and, and buy 80 percent of what i had in my booth one year wow uh before before the show opened,
2: right? amazing. <laughs>
1: but, but yeah, but that's like a once in you yeah know, once in a in you know, a lifetime kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, but but it was at that show. It was at Comic Con that I walked in on one Sunday morning, and Guillermo was standing in my booth. I'd never met him in my life. I didn't even know what he looked like. And right. I walked up to my booth, and and he was standing there. And somebody had to tell me who he was because I didn't know what he looked like. Uh. <laughs> and I'm like all of a sudden got sweaty because <laughs> <You know>, <laughs> I like, you know, cause I love, I mean, the first thing I ever saw of Guillermo's was a uh, pan's labyrinth and it was yeah, like, that's... I, when I saw that, I was like, Oh, this is somebody making movies in a, in the world that I, right. I visit myself, you totally. know? Yep. Uh, uh, but you know, and that's when he started talking to me about, I, I, when I did the initial, uh, preliminary work and stuff for, uh, um, mountains of madness at the mountains of madness that uh,
2: okay? Yeah.
1: made, that's, that I, was fun. I, I,
0: yeah, I worked on that too. I mean, uh, <laughs> doing design work for the presentation. You know? Yeah,
1: was this uh, the because I know he's done it a couple of different times.
2: Oh, uh, what year was he? This? Had
1: one where he did work with uh, uh, I saw some moquettes that were based on or Carlos stuff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I don't know if were you in the one in around 2010 or the one that he did before that.
0: Uh no, it was. It, it was the one, it uh, uh, must have been around 2010. Is that when?
1: What? So, yeah, that's when I was, I was, I was up in. we were at Lightstorm Studio. Okay. Uh, we were working out of a room and it was me and uh, 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 Wayne Barlow and uh, Peter Koenig and Keith Thompson and Guy Davis.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I worked with Keith think... on, uh, the uh, before that. Okay. Don't be afraid of the dark
1: don't be afraid of the dark. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, so yeah, I bet you yeah, we worked on the same I'm I'm sure we worked on the same same one. That was yeah. it was with Tom Cruise was going to be
1: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He yeah, came into this I have a picture. He came into the studio.
0: <laughs> yeah, same here. We, we he, yeah, yeah, he came in. That's the thing. I tell everybody everyone, every every time that this comes up, I always tell everybody and was he like this with you? He was super cool and normal. Was he, he, he cuz everyone he thinks was he's a there. weirdo.
1: The only the only thing that 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 was the only it wasn't weird but he asked really intense questions
0: oh. like he
1: was thinking about playing an artist at some point in a movie oh, he would wow. ask very specific pointed questions about producing about doing the artwork
0: oh, that's uh, cool. but other
1: than that he was just like just like an average guy walking in off the yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he wore this huge hat that, like, I mean, he did it to cover most of his face, right? Uh, okay, yeah. But, 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 uh, but he was just like a normal guy.
0: Yeah, I, 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 you know, I thought he was a nut, like everybody thinks, yeah. you know. And, and, yeah. and he came, he kind of like uh, impressed me that he was so nice and normal. Yeah, and same thing. he just said hi, you know, I'm Tom. You know, went and introduced yeah. himself. He was totally down to yeah. earth, which tripped me out.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was just a normal okay, guy. Okay, so, yeah. you,
0: so I've got corroboration on that. You're the other person, yeah. That, because yeah. people still don't believe me. <laughs> I mean, he no, might—he totally, like, might be insane even, in his, he, up the rest of his life, like, but he's you know—he's like
1: somebody you could sit next to a bar and have a drink with. Totally, and totally normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I liked yeah. him. I liked him. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so, so you're working. At, so so you he hired you to do that at, at that convention. That's, or yeah. Asked he
1: actually he asked me when I was at Comic Con, but wouldn't say what it was. <laughs> even though I figured out because i I had always heard that he wanted to do mountains of madness right and i said are you going to do mountains of madness and he cannot he said i cannot tell you no (laughs) and i was like what what does that mean i cannot tell you no so i figured out that that's probably what it was right but uh it was really intense because the first i mean imagine this i had kind of always kind of uh looked up to like you know Wayne Barlow was yeah, one of the pencil guys, same here, yeah. and he's like the first guy I see when I walk in the studio. And I'm like, right. I'm working like side by side with Wayne. Yeah. He was a really, he's a really great guy. Oh, totally, uh, and super cool. He was not like, you know. And I thought, well, that's just not stress making at all. This is, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, your first gig is with, you know, you're sitting in this room of people who have been doing it. Pretty much their entire lives, you know.
2: Right. Yeah. But, but yeah. you got to
1: start. You got to start somewhere, right? Actually, what's funny though is I always think of that as my first gig. But my first thing was uh, that Christmas was uh, Monster Hunter. I did concept work, like super early previous stuff for Monster Hunter, what's which Monster was released Hunter? in China. China it's a Chinese movie oh
2: wow, it, was, okay. it was
1: released in China uh it only came here not to, like a few years ago
2: oh.
3: but
1: apparently I didn't even know when it was released the movie I did like a couple hundred drawings for that movie wow <laughs> yeah and it and it, I, and it was released and it was one of the top grossing movies in China I never even heard when it was released wow. I didn't even know
2: wow
1: yeah it was, it was uh that was fun though that was another one where they said just make a bunch of creatures and send them to us and then it was only I, I was basically what they were using, I guess, to, they were handing it to other designers and say, base it on this, this, or this.
2: Oh, cool. And then they
1: were actually making more formal designs and stuff. Oh, I see. Uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, it's, when I look at the movie, I couldn't point to anything though and say that I had a lot of impact right. on this, that, or the other. Right. But I do see little bits and pieces of things here and there that, that were like some of the things that mm-hmm. I initially. But you know, like I say, when you do concept work, especially when it goes through so many people's hands,
3: Oh, you know, yeah. you don't know
1: who ends up having the most impact on something like that. But oh, yeah, I did do sure. a lot of drawings for it, so,
3: yeah. so <laughs> it, it like was fun. fun. Yeah, it yeah. like a but, lot of but fun. But
1: Mountains of Madness was more of a, of a dream kind of a thing, you know? <laughs>
0: a dream yeah. that didn't dream. come true.
3: I know, I mean, right? it's, it's like so it hard. almost
0: came true, and it was fun working yeah. on this stuff. But, man, what a disappointment. I can't even – still, I'm still not over that.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think Peter Grick was working on it, too, by the way. I think he oh, was really? doing some – landscape design from remote work wow. re- remotely yeah so, yeah
0: it was that yeah. it was uh uh did you read the script were you able to read the script
1: yeah. wasn't yeah, the script yeah. great
0: I, I thought the script was awesome yeah. i liked
1: it i liked it a lot you yeah know? i thought i thought I, I i thought that if you're a super like you know a stickler for being you know straight up uh lovecraft everything you know like word for word mm-hmm. you may not like it
2: yeah you right. know. yeah
1: because you know was going to put his hand on. Yeah, you know? it was Guillermo's uh,
0: interpretation of Lovecraft yeah, for sure. But,
1: but but everything that he did in it or wanted to do in it, I thought was was going to work out really well. Oh, it would have been very. It would have been an intense movie.
0: It would have been amazing. It would have been like. Yeah. It would have been like as, as amazing as the thing was when it came out. John, yeah, John Carpenter's the think thing. So it would have yeah, been like yeah. the modern version of that, and yeah. like. You know, because everything's big now, and it would have been like the thing yeah. times a hundred. Which, which I
1: just I watched like last night, by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. Of oh, me time. too.
0: Me too. Yeah. so good. So yeah. so amazing. And Rob Bottin was tw- yeah. twenty-one when he he did that stuff. When he yeah, he headed crazy. up that effects crew, insane. Yeah. Twenty-one or twenty-two. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So, He's a genius. Yeah.
1: John Carpenter, too. Is a,
0: I love John Carpenter. I'm a huge John Carpenter yeah. fan.
1: So that's, um, oh, me too. Yeah. Uh, that's where I went, though, from like book cover work. Mm-hmm. I went into doing some concept stuff. And, you know, all this time, I've sort of still been doing my own stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really start looking like my stuff until probably, what did you say, around 2010, around the same time I started doing concept work. I started getting really more, uh, I guess, focused on the way that I wanted to do things.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: yeah, I started getting a really, a, a, my work ethic from, you know, having, you know, basically sitting down and working for a certain length of time uh, came about when I had kids. Right. Because, when you, you know, when I have kids, when you have kids, I, I, I don't, do you have kids?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Up, so you up, know, it's like kids, if you
1: yeah. don't schedule things, yeah, you don't need to do anything. You, yeah. know? <laughs> they, you know. So I figured out if I didn't work when I could, I would never get anything done. So I, that's where I sort of developed my work ethic. And then, uh, right after I started doing concept work, is when I started trying to really figure out what I wanted things to look like myself hmm. and why I wanted to do it. Right. You know. So 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 and that kind of builds builds into now. You know. Yeah.
0: So so, so um you can did you continue to do a lot of film creature design and stuff i mean have you done like is it a regular thing or is it kind of like sometimes you do it it's
1: like uh i i do you know on a like since i started doing it in Mm -hmm. in 2010 it's been maybe once a year twice a year i'll work on something that's perfect and then the rest of the year yeah
0: (laughs) that's that's (laughs) that's how i would like to do it it's like yeah once in a while once or twice a year for a cool project it's like i'm all for it you know yeah. it's it's it was I, uh, the doing it 40 hours a week that was killing me like you know at another place yeah. and going in and right. driving through traffic and then you know all day every day it's like no i gotta do my own last thing.
1: year last year was my heaviest year like i worked a lot last year in a in a in like what like three, three or four different different, four films. different films oh uh, wow and then it went from last year being my heaviest year to this year there's been none right <laughs> because you know, it's like nobody's getting together to do a lot of stuff right um but it just you, you had that
3: one other time too. It just cycles yeah.
1: around. Yeah, it it, it it sort of like goes in waves, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I got to work on some Amazon stuff last year that was pretty cool. More security involved than anything I've ever had to really? work on before. Yeah, I had to buy an encrypted, like physical encrypted hard drive to keep things in. Wow. They like they were really tight. Like they trip. wouldn't let the artists see what the other other artists were doing. Wow, how weird.
2: Yeah. This is for it Amazon
1: was, original stuff. It was for an Amazon s- uh, series. Yeah, yeah it, I'm, I'm still not supposed to. Oh,
3: okay, that's I'll cool. tell you. I'll
1: tell you about it when we're off. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it's, it was one of those things that uh you know that's amazing. They, they they it was a couple hundred you know million dollar budget going into it, so they didn't they didn't want any of it getting out. Wow, wow, so, wow. So you're you're but,
0: when you do. I mean, you know, I didn't get that money, but right, right. <laughs> you got a hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> Um uh so I remember I remember when the fa- Fantastic 4 came out and everyone was mm-hmm. talking about it all the fans were talking on the message boards back back then it was message boards and mm-hmm. I remember someone writing on a message board hey I heard Chet Czar's is working on Fantastic 4 I wonder how much he's going to make and someone said probably around 500,000 <laughs> 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 and it was like from your from your mouth to God's ears. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty <laughs> hilarious. Um
1: yeah. so you should tell them how much the guy that the gaffer makes, the guy yeah. that tapes down the electrical cords makes a, a lot of money. Right, to right. <laughs> totally.
0: <laughs> Probably make you know? it more than me actually if he's in the union. <laughs> yeah. But um so uh okay, so uh are you when you do these projects you do you ever like fly out to where they're shooting or are you pretty much
1: Able to work from home. Most of them have been remote. Um, yeah, Guillermo, Guillermo likes you to work in house when you can.
2: Right. Yeah. And Guillermo yeah.
1: likes you to be on location. Yeah. Uh, when I worked uh, on uh, I worked on Noah with Aronofsky and they wanted me uh, in, I... in New York in New York for that.
0: Uh, yeah, I got so, called for that actually. Yeah. I
1: got yeah, offered I, that I think, and
0: I uh, I couldn't I couldn't yeah. do it I couldn't go out there I was like I yeah just can't it was do
1: it. pretty interesting it was uh, it was me and uh, Neville and uh, Spider. Ah, oh, that would have
0: been fun, man. I wish yeah, you could have it done. Was, I just, it. I, at that yeah. point I had my my fine art thing going. I there's no way I could have just stopped for however a couple of weeks or however long it lasted. Right. I, I had to right. keep you know keep the ball. I had so many things going. Um, yeah.
1: I would, this is funny. We were working in a uh, we were working and we had our little studio for the artist, right? And Aronofsky was literally he was almost in the in the in the in the in the office every day
3: mm-hmm. doing
1: uh, sound editing. Mm-hmm. So, we got to hear uh, um, the we <laughs> we got to hear Russell Crowe say like the same line <laughs> over and over again for like two weeks. It, it was like, and sometimes it would be sped up, and sometimes, oh my god, and, and sometimes it was a slightly different line. But we we're like in the room next to this. hearing I was like, how do you stay in a room and do that <laughs> and not go crazy? You know? I
3: know, I just,
2: yeah. Listening
1: to the sound editors, I mean, that's what like they got, I mean, that's such a I mean, they and they're they're tweaking things in such a right. way, it's, and it, it's just an entirely alien uh, uh, process to me.
0: Yeah, that's that's like uh, when when that uh, Mike Carell, I mentioned the documentary he made about me. Um, his wife told me i i st- I never want to hear you speak again because because <laughs> he would just be saying the same you know he'd be editing yeah. so he'd be going scrolling yeah. back for like months she said yeah and she was just constantly hearing my voice I'm like, I don't blame you in the first place but uh that's got to yeah. be torture
1: <laughs> well you know it, it does point out though there's somebody that's focused on these things and it 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 makes a difference in the film
3: oh yeah, if somebody yeah. does
1: it poorly right so so for there's sure. definitely a lot of skill that goes into i mean like i said i was i was joking about the gaffer but that guy's important oh yeah 100%. Set, you know what i mean yep. Yep. Uh, yep. i didn't i wasn't trying to say that you know they, they're they not you know because everybody that's there is doing something that is you know necessary
0: oh yeah uh, it's amazing that, that movies i mean when you see when you actually go on a set and see how movies are made it's like it's really something it's really yeah. pretty amazing that, that the, the energy
1: around it is something that's very uh addictive
2: yeah, yeah.
1: That part of it is, like, hard sometimes to – because there's a lot of intensity. And, like, when I'm working at home remotely, it's, like – it's one of the few times where I'll work 12 to 16 hours a day in my PJs, you know? Right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. You know, I'm, like, sitting here, and I, I'm just con- – it, it's just a lot more intense because I'm trying to figure out something for someone else.
2: Right, right. And I yeah. have
1: to bring more energy to it. When I'm by myself, it's more of a – I need to relax and calm down. Yeah, and,
2: exactly. down and
1: focus, you know? Yeah, uh, exactly but it's just two different kinds of energy and it's kind of fun to go from one to the other mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah, especially good. because, because I don't have to do it 40 hours a week. Right. All the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. the way you've got it. You got it. You got it made. You got it made. <clears throat> <laughs> that's the way to do it. You know, focusing on your own stuff, doing side gigs on occasion. <clears throat> um, so let's, let's talk more about your, you know, your personal work because really this is, this is, you know, this is what it's all about, you know. The, the, this oh, I, I wanted to, ma- you know, what I'll mention it in, in the intro. We, you got your Kickstarter. We need to promote oh, yeah. that, which is yeah. already like, you know, yeah. forty five thousand dollars or something.
1: Yeah, we, we're like we're, tonight. We were like, uh, what? Uh, we were about within oh, yeah. we're within seven hundred dollars of the fifty thousand. The next stretch for
0: <laughs> it's amazing, man. It's so uh, awesome.
1: The the people who have supported it, they've been amazing. Yeah, you know, c- it's, congratulations it's, on that! It's, it's, oh, so thanks, amazing. thanks. You know, you start these things, and Vicky, I was joking with her because we're working with flesh Publications, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, well, we have to, you know, we're gonna put up the Kickstarter, and it's possible that we might make tens of dollars from this. <laughs> 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 you know, because you know, you don't know how people are gonna respond to yeah, it or whatever. Yeah. But the people were amazing and supportive, and uh, and it, it it funded pretty quickly.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's
1: amazing. So, um, so, uh, that's Great that you got right. a, a publisher. Yeah, John Fless is a great guy. Yeah, you know, he's he's so easy to work with in terms of. Uh, uh, I mean, Vicky had done a lot of the organizational stuff before we handed it to them, mm-hmm. and then we handed it to John, and he had his designers and things. Just, I mean, it's like it was like just watching things start being plugged into each other. Like, you know, it's like Tetris. So the book know. is made pretty much. Uh, it's it's not it's the all of the design work. Is pretty much done. You got a few ones. Oh there's wow! A, yeah. There's like like I'm gonna add some things to it now. That's, like there's like a couple of border designs. Yeah. I'm going to Add to it everything that I I mean it could be go it could go right now the way that it is. Uh,
0: that's the right, <laughs> that's the right way to do it. I'm four years late on my book <laughs> because oh. I'm doing it all myself, publishing yeah. and printing it. And yeah. boy was that a mistake because it's like I'm I'm almost done with it four years later. Yeah. It's really been a nightmare. It is.
1: And you're one person doing all of it, right?
0: Well, no, I, I hired a graphic designer, but but okay. m- all, everything. Well, no, okay. Mike Carell, the guy who directed the documentary, is a uh-huh. really good writer. He's primarily a writer, so he kind of um, did all the text for me, mm-hmm. um, uh, and because uh, it's it's like mythologizing the world I paint. Mm-hmm. It's basically it's like Barlow's Guide to Extraterrestrials, yeah, for my yeah. world. I even that's cool. Yeah, I even got uh Wayne's gonna write the, the introduction because I told oh, him nice. I'm like this is basically inspired by your book from when I was fourteen years old that just totally right. influenced me. Except right. I'm applying it to all my paintings. So Mike interviewed me about all of my artwork and um and we just wrote down all the things I was I was sure about as far as what things meant, because most of it's all intuitive. So right. this whole kind of world came out of it and developed. And so anyway he did the That's text cool. I did all the artwork, of course, and then uh, Mackie Osborne is our graphic designer. So, I mean, there's a you know a small team, but still, yeah. You know, I'm responsible for making sure it all gets done, and I'm the worst right. person to have to, to be that. Well, yeah. <laughs> Try yeah. also we trying also trying talking
1: to... about we've been talking about making a book for ten years.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And now that we have you know somebody that has uh, basically focused all of it, we have he said we have enough for two books.
0: Oh, cool. So
1: we have this one and he goes, you know, if it, if everything goes, you know, well, which it looks like it has, you know, we'll probably be set up for another one. Excellent. In the, oh, know.
0: it'll happen for sure. So. You know, that was so successful. Um, oh, already so successful. And there's like how many days, it's like still 20 something days. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna, well, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be big. Yeah. It's gonna be we're, big. We're one,
1: we're one weekend right now and it's probably in the next day is going to hit 50 K. That's amazing. So. That's awesome. And it's, so you cool. know, thanks to the, the people who have, signed on to support it and everything yeah well
0: i'm sure uh people uh we'll have links to that in the description of the podcast Mm -hmm. but um i mean just just to say it we'll i'll say it again in the intro it's how how can they find it if they want to go and uh
1: Uh, if it's on it's on kickstarter and it's uh uh, it's it's uh, it's called covenant okay so covenant alan williams covenant
0: on kickstarter would probably come up
1: They'll do that. Or if they go to my Instagram, which is I underscore just draw. Okay. It's on our bio cool. In that So, but, Excellent. Uh,
0: yeah, any, so it, yeah. Anyway, so, anyway, I just, I, I meant to say that in the beginning oh, that's and okay. I totally forgot, but I'll say it in the intro. I'll say it in the Thank, intro too. Yeah. So. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, Cause yeah. I want, I want to promote that thing. Um, <coughs> Get you over a hundred K. That'd be pretty awesome. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, let's talk about your, your personal work. I mean, how do you, how do you approach what you're doing as far as like, uh, I mean, do you, do you paint series or do you just kind of do individual pieces when you're, you know, feeling it or what's, do you have like do, a way I, of working?
1: It's, yeah. It's, it's mostly like, uh, the second one. I do things as I feel them kind of, um, and I've had things, become series but after the fact right because yeah, I, yeah. I notice afterwards that they link up together right quite, you know? that's the magic
0: uh, that's the magic again. yeah
1: it is it, and, and you know and, and I believe that uh, uh for the most part uh, I just sort of most of the time I'll just sit down and start feeling my way through the next piece mm-hmm. and, and figuring out like and I go through a period I go through a period of self-doubt at the beginning of every piece Mm-hmm. Where I'll 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 sit here and I go, what is it? What do I want to do now? And is it worth doing? And all these different things. Go, uh, I, and if it's a if it's going to be a significant like uh, significant piece for me, it, I'll go through like a, maybe a day, anywhere from one day to three days of just walking around the house pissed off
3: <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: because I'm I'm like frustrated with because yeah. frustration is part of the process because what I'm doing is I'm cutting the ties to the expectations that I have imposed on things. Right, and I have to. You know, it gets easier, but, but I have to, I have to do it in some way almost every time I sit down to work so that I sort of tell myself, okay, now it's time to stop trying to demand something from this and start trying to listen to what I need it to be or what it needs to be. And so, so I I do have to go through that period a lot. You know, sometimes, you know, it has happened that I've just sat down and started in one corner and worked and it's gone from beginning to end. Right. Uh, other times, I, like it's like I said, it's real protean. I'll change from one piece to the next. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'll have a sketch, you know, that I'll start with, and uh, the sketch may not end up looking like what the the end of, end end result looks like. And so I'll still keep the sketch because I know that's still waiting to be done. Right. Because the piece that I ended up with is so far removed from what I started with that it's a completely different thing now.
0: But that's what that, that to me that's one of my favorite things. That that's what uh, 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 again, alluding to the the magic aspect is when you start with something, and then it changes and turns into something that you that seems like like sometimes I'll I'll start with something and it'll become something so much better than what I started with, and 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 it seems even better than beyond my ability, ability. to come up with something. Yeah. It's like yeah. that's amazing. I I could I feel like I could have never thought that up. Right, that happened well, like in this magical way, and I could, if I tried to consciously make that, <laughs> right? Give me
1: goosebumps here <laughs> because we're talking. There are times when you get to the end of a piece and you look back at it and you go, "I can't remember how I did that." Right.
2: Yeah. And and it,
1: I can't reproduce it, but the intention is never to reproduce success, but to find a new path and new, do the thing again that made you do that. Right.
2: Right. right.
1: So so uh, it, it's 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 it's. It's almost like you're like channeling an artist or channeling a a force that's making you do these yeah, things, but yeah. it's letting you do them, you know. Hundred uh, percent. You know, for lack of a better description, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I totally get it. It's like you, those are I, the best I, I, ones. <laughs> I've mentioned this and before on on our uh, sometimes we'll do this live feed and uh, on Instagram,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, this happens uh, more than I've like let on that it happens because they don't you know because it's sort of a it's a weirdly personal thing yeah yeah but but when i'm working very often i'll have narratives that will pop kind of pop into my head mm-hmm. phrases and i have no idea what they mean
2: yeah yeah
1: and then I'll, I'll go and i'll look it up and it'll actually mean something relating to what i'm working on it's crazy. but it's using language and words that i don't remember ever knowing the meaning of
2: yeah that's amazing. <laughs> you know that's amazing.
1: And, and, and whether or not maybe, you know, because I've said this before, maybe on the subconscious level I've contextually defined words that I've heard in passing and kept them in my head. Right. Or they're coming from a different source, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Either way is like,
1: kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it, it's, it's just uh when it, that's when it's working well, though, right? Right. You know, I, 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 I think that a lot of times people uh, who are trying to do work will They'll get too focused on the fact that it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. And not realize that that it's often frustrating for everybody.
3: <laughs> and there's
1: a point at every like I said before in every piece there's a point where like it's just anger making. Yeah. Because <laughs> because either it's not doing what I want it to, or I'm not doing what it wants me to. Right, right. So, and and we have to come to an agreement. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, Well, that's why I
0: always, you know, when people are thinking about, like, I want to be an artist. You know, they kind of like art. They like creating art or they like drawings. I, you know, I always say you have to love it. You have to love it. You have to love making art because that's going to carry you through the frustration because a lot of it is painful and not fun. And if you don't love it, you're going to just give up. Right, but if you love it, if you really love it, it's gonna get you through those shitty times that happen Right, that always come up, yep, often you know yeah. and and
1: and, and and hand in hand with that is getting falling in love with the the process of making it, yeah, and not being as attached to the product that you made, even though it may mean something to you
0: that's my whole thing, <laughs> man, that's my whole thing it's like i I love the process. It's like the most fun I can think of, you know, it's like as far as things that are fun, it's like right. the most fun, you know, or right. one, one of the most fun things I can think of to do. It's the process. And so when I'm done, it that's why I, I don't really have, usually I don't have an issue selling because it's like I want to make another one, you know, it's all about <laughs> right. the process. Yeah. That's what I'm in love with. More than the final work. It's like I like right. to look at it, but I don't sit and look at my paintings a lot, you know. It's more like I okay, I want to get on to the next one. This is right. you know.
1: Because because doing it to me feels like a, it feels like once like meditation and like uh, like prayer. It feels like totally. all
2: yeah. You know,
1: especially when it's working and I'm into it.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh and it, it's just like uh you know, we get that time dilation that happens. Mhm. Where you like you'll sit there and all of a sudden it's like way past the time you're supposed to be going to bed or yeah. <laughs> you've missed a doctor's appointment or, you know,
3: yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, and, uh, it's like, I mean, you know, they were, t- they, people refer to it in terms of the flow, you
3: know? yeah, yeah, And
1: I mean, that's as apt as anything else to call it, you know, it, yeah. it, uh, but it's, it, 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 it is, I think probably where, uh, where that whole idea, you know, I think probably when I was in art history in college, they talked about how, uh, cave paintings, were looked at as the first representations of magic because they were summoning, like the, right. the, 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 the artists would paint a bison on a wall and that was supposed to summon the spirit of the right. bison to hunt so they could, they could find them and, and, you know, and feed the, right. the community. And I think that the whole idea of magic being associated with art is it's been it's been romanticized, but it actually is a thing
2: right. That <laughs> exists
1: without being romanticized. Right,
2: yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Uh, depending on what you think magic may be. Right, you know, right. Whether it's a psychological connection, you know, or a divine connection, right. you know, or, or some other connection, you know? Yeah. So
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, just like a
1: lot of the images that, that I produce are, are guardian figures. Hmm. They're they guardian entities. You know, these are they they look they look uh I I guess I'm paraphrasing something. I don't know where this came from, but I, I heard somebody at one point a long time ago say, "Many true things, when first presented, must wear a terrible mask." Mm, oh, that's cool. I love that. You know? <laughs> and and uh, thanks. And I'm I'm paraphrasing <laughs> it, but but I, what it what it meant to me was that is that the truth of something isn't on the surface of right. it. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah. Right. And it's yep. been
1: a it's been a, a constant theme with the work that I do with what I've taught my kids. Mm -hmm. It's like, can't trust beauty to be good.
0: Yeah. Never judge a book by a cover. It's like one of the oldest ones in the book. It's like, it's, it's, it's really been a driving force for me, um, in my work also. And in my life, because as a kid, I was like, I was like this long, I had long hair because my brother had long hair in the seventies. And so I always had long hair. My mom let me grow it long. So all the neighborhood kids thought that I was this bad kid because I had long hair, and it really—it seems like a, a small thing now, to, right. but that really bothered me. Like I always felt yeah. like you don't even know. I'm like, you know, I'm a good person. Just cause, right. and so it, it got, I got this chip on my shoulder, and it's—it's um, it's been that you know—it's been a theme throughout my life ever since. Really, is that you know. D- it's, you know, the, 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 the dumb way to put it, don't judge, don't judge a book by its cover, but it's right. like, it really well, is, that's true.
1: you know, the real you know? predators in our world, they look, harmless. <laughs> yep. you know, they, yep. they, they're the reason they're successful predators is because they look harmless. Exactly. Right? And that's just, you know, it's, it's the foundation, that whole idea that, that, that evil looks grotesque is, is foundationally, uh, uh, it's it's a prejudice.
2: Yeah, yeah. 100%. That, that
1: belies a false it belies a, a fault in philosophy with people. Yeah. And they buy into that, you know, that, that evil is ugly and beauty and good is beautiful. Right, I mean, right. Those <laughs> things don't mash up very well to the real world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very
0: yeah. it's very childish. It's a very childish right. perspective, kind of, yeah. you know, immature and, perspective.
1: And based on the stuff that we look at, we have a very different sense of what looks beautiful to most of the world. You know, I I like the underside of things. I like the, I like seeing the the structures of mortality, you know, things Uh, um, to me, all that's beautiful. And it doesn't belie, it doesn't belie death at all, but life, right. You know, it shows the, the secrets of what life is made up of.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's also just more fun. That's it what that, I I feel like the, the dark stuff is just it's so rich and and there's yeah. so much material to to work with when you're when you're exploring the quote unquote dark side of things it just it's like you know if you look at the Garden of Earthly Delights it's like yeah. which is the side that everyone talks about and remembers it's the yeah. it's the dark hell side right. it's like so creative there's so much I mean the other side's cool but it's not like you know, people don't. And
1: you gotta, you gotta wonder what people, what kind of community, what kind of conversations did people have with Bosch?
0: Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, like, did I mean because he, you know, is one of the original dark arts guys,
0: right? Yeah, hundred percent.
1: And and did they think because you have people, I don't know if you've had this or not, but I've had people walk up to my work and walk away from it, crossing themselves. Oh, no. <laughs> you know? I don't think I've had that. Not that yeah, I've no, seen. It's happened. And, some I, small shows. and, and yeah, we, yeah. we've done some small shows in small towns and things like that. Where, you know, <laughs> But you got to like, you, you know, I, I look at people and I go, because somebody said, you know, this is that whole evil thing again. Like I look at it and they said, well, doesn't it bother you to, you know, paint all this evil stuff? Right. And I was like, I was like, Actually, if evil looked like this, the world would be so much simpler. Right. You know, if, if they were blue and had these giant black horns and walked around and had the... You would be able to go, that guy's evil. Right. <laughs> you know, but that's not how it works. You yeah. know, it's, it's just, you know, you look at it, it's like it, I do those things because they're metaphorically interesting.
2: Yeah. To me, you know? Yeah.
1: If I put horns on something, it, it's an implication, usually a power not evil just like wings are the same thing
2: right wings
1: or horns or you know mantles or the you know if i if i uh if i make them you know if a lot of times what i'm doing is uh like depicting like um rampant organic activity rampant Mm -hmm. organic life Mm -hmm. can look grotesque when right. right you know uh, and and so sometimes it's, it's like it takes a little bit for people to make that leap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even I don't even think of think of it for my work. I don't even think of it that intellectually, like to me, it's purely I'm, I mean, I'm I'm very intuitive in the way I create work <clears throat> and the stuff I like. I like, you know, mm-hmm. to sound crass, I like the dark shit. It's just like, yeah. it's what I like. It's what, it makes me feel good. It's like, I can't, I remember I did, I did a, an interview on a podcast. It was actually, I thought probably the best interview I've ever done. It just, <laughs> it just was a good interview and the people were cool. But the guy who was interviewing me, it was him and his wife. And he's like more of a mainstream artist that does kind of like happy, you know, slightly cartoony. They're good. He's good, but like surf and mm-hmm. colorful. And after the interview, they were kind of doing a wrap up um, I wasn't on anymore. And it was like the tail end of it. And, and the guy was like, or the guy or his wife, I don't remember which was like, I just, you know, they, they they were like happy that I I kind of explained what dark art was all about really. And they had a better understanding of it. But the guy goes, or one of them said, I just, I don't know. I, I think I'd get too depressed painting all this dark stuff all the time. And I'm like, okay, you don't get it because <laughs> right. this is what makes me happy. It makes me feel good. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah, the, it's yeah. the, you know, you painting these, you know, uh, ocean scenes makes you feel good. This makes me feel good. And it makes yeah, other people and, feel good that like that stuff.
1: And you would be actually depressed if you had to paint ocean exactly, scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And, it, and it, that's the thing. It's like, uh, it, 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 and I don't know really if it – can be or bears explanation or def- definition yeah. and saying you intuitively like something is valid enough. Right? Yeah, That's, that's true. You know, I mean, it's like I got a, I have a friend who likes to draw skulls all the time, right. you know? And I'm like, skulls are cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's, and it's like, you don't have to justify it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I do have a, a method of speaking about it when people want to talk about it right. because sometimes their appreciation of it only needs that little bit of knowledge as to what where it comes from what's the origin right right, right right because a lot of people are bound up in um in in the way something looks being having an origin that they assume
2: right right
1: when when it's not the case you know it's like uh i like to point out to people that like you know the the statue of moses that has horns Right. There's there's a the well and the well that there's a there's a depiction of Moses where in the original I think in the original text it said he was horned with the power of God. Right. So the 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 sculptor actually carved him with horns.
2: Oh, you Moses. could.
0: Yeah, and you could look to. I mean, I I think that uh, you know uh, Catholicism especially is is. Full on, full of dark art imagery. Oh yeah, yeah. Big I
1: mean, wash—that's I mean, where all that stuff yeah. comes from.
0: Yeah, I mean the Christ on the cross is just—I mean, yeah. it doesn't get more dark art than a crucified yeah. Christ. It's brutal but, and it's sad and it's emotional and you know it's
3: bloody.
1: Yeah. There's a there's a you description <laughs> of, there's a description of Christ in the revel in Revelations and he's depicted as uh, a, a a goat or a sheep with its throat cut with like set multiple eyes and ears. Yeah. And I'm Doesn't,
0: like that's about as dark as you can get. Yeah. It is. It's dark art, but it's like yeah. you know I um I felt when I was first showing in the in like w- there was no dark art scene whatsoever in when I first started showing which is like early 2000s and so I was mm-hmm. kind of showing in the pop surrealism circles and lowbrow and stuff. Because you know that was the place that was available to me, and um, I always felt like I had to justify myself all the time. Like why, Because it was everyone was like, or not everyone, but a lot of people were like, they didn't know why I was doing it, mm-hmm. and 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 I think you know your point is is um, is is perfect. Really, it doesn't need a justification. I think that's something that I'm only you know really only have really come to terms with since I started this podcast or not come to terms with, but accepted that that's the fact because one of the ideas with this podcast was to sort of educate people about what, you know, why dark art is good actually, instead of evil. It's not, it's good. It's a good thing. It's it's, it's positive. It's, it's uplifting. It's everything that you think it's not, you know, right. if, if you're, you know, it's the opposite of what you think it is if you're not into it. And, um, and so, I uh uh but the, the idea of that it doesn't need justification it's like you know cool people people cool meaning nice people people that mm. are that there's a you know they're good those mm. people usually I mean that's a judgment call but but you know what I'm saying people that are just you get an energy from them they're cool mm. they all, they usually even if they're not into they're not. They don't dress black in black. They don't aren't into dark art. Cool people will usually <laughs> see dark art. That's if it's done well, they'll be able to they'll be able to appreciate it. They don't have that kind yeah. of like prejudice. So it almost felt dark art in a way. I've said before feels kind of like an asshole detector in a way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like as yeah, long yeah. as it's a good painting, it's done well, then yeah. you can kind of tell who the like the the you know. Kind of the assholes are, you know, right, in a way. Right,
1: right, it's a, it, like I, and, and I think, like I said, that's a, that's something I tried to teach my kids is a theme. It's the same thing over and over again. You can't judge things. You don't make assumptions about things because of the way they look. Right, yeah. You, uh, you know, you, right. you just, you know, you, you react to them, you know, the, the word that is used quite a lot and is, is apt as visceral. You have a visceral gut reaction to these things. Right. Uh, and, you know, I respond to... Uh, that kind of work as well.
3: Right. And
1: I just look at things and I like it. I mean, I can, I can appreciate a well-made a la prima painting of a, of a, you know, a landscape or a seascape Mm, or a bowl of flowers and I can look at it technically and I can, I can see, you know, the mastery behind it. Uh, And when, but when I look at something that's more along the realm of the things that we look at, that's, it makes me feel good. Yeah. yeah. Part of me, just like you, that it it sort of excites me.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, then the other thing. And, you know, I think that actually, and a lot of, (laughs) in a lot of ways, it's like, it it does take a while to come to that, where you realize, you know, in the end, you know, that, that, that finding that thing that makes you feel good when you look at it and doing that in your work is kind of whichever direction you go into is kind of, I think what being a, an artist is about is finding that part
3: of yourself. Right. It's right. Just,
1: you, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it, it's, it, 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 yeah. It I just got,
0: I got so hung up trying to justify myself that I kind of like really delved into, um, why I was, why I was attracted to dark stuff. Like, you know, you can look at my family history and my early childhood experiences and, a lot of instability and and you know crazy chaos going on around my, you know, <laughs> my my household and being attracted to horror movies because of that makes sense and cr- drawing monsters to gain a sense of mastery over the things i couldn't control and i was afraid of it's like i've gone there and it's and all of that might be true but it still feels like Regardless, it, it's it feels like it's just how I am. It feels yeah. like I was always like that, yeah. you know. It's like being gay or something. It just feels yeah, like, you know, it, yeah, yeah, you know. It's yeah, just like yeah. I can't help it. This is what being I love. Being who
1: you are is definitely, you know, and 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 like I'm I'm going to say this, like being gay, it requires no justification. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just be who you are. If that's how you are, then that's it's all good. It doesn't matter. You don't. Yeah. Exactly. You shouldn't need to justify yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. and
1: I, I always relate to i just watched uh and here's a this is a movie i want to see them remake so bad i know that they did a version of this on uh castle rock the series mm-hmm. castle rock but i want to see a new remake of salem's lot yeah, yeah yeah you know i know and especially the kid in salem's Lot. oh yeah it, it is the one who builds all the i know, post the that <laughs> i'm like looking at that guy when i watched that i was like if I'm any character in the story, I'm that kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just that, like you
3: probably
0: did, 100%. Right? That was me, yeah. too, because that was like – I even did the – I don't know if you did the Aurora Monster Models. Oh, Those, I did. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. okay. So it's – like yeah, I was also into magic, too, when I was a kid. Yeah. Like the kid was into magic and making yeah. monsters and stuff. And there's a clip on it uh, from that that I post – you know, usually every year around Halloween, it just kind of comes up on my feed. So I reshare it because I filmed it off of my, you know, with my camera from my TV. Yeah. And it's like basically the father saying, why are you into magic and monsters and all that stuff? And the kid goes, I don't know, Dad, it's just the way I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, it kind of says it all right there, right? It's, yeah. you know. And that's,
1: that's, that's all the explanation necessary, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's funny because it's – yeah, it's weird to uh uh I guess maybe not everybody has that that hang up about needing to justify it. I think it's easier now too because there's more of a scene and, and yeah. there's more people that are
1: into it. Yeah, definitely. You know. Yeah, there's 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 more of a, you know, even a you can say a community that that you know is is obviously not worried about justification. Right. <laughs> they, you <know? laughs> so, you know, it's it's all out there, you Yeah, know? yeah. That's just so cool oh it's just so much different than it was when oh I was, yeah
2: yeah you know yeah
1: it's, it's I, I just love it i love i love the fact that that you can look out there and see that there are so many people you know relentlessly living their own life you yeah know what I mean? yep so
2: yeah
0: i i i was the only kid probably in my town growing up that was mm-hmm. like this and into oh, yeah. into that stuff yeah. you know and I'm sure. Yeah, you probably you. Uh, if you, you grew, you grew the up town, in, the town.
1: The one town that I would go back to uh, uh, when I was young uh, was probably maybe maybe two thousand people in the oh, town. Wow,
2: wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it was tiny.
0: Yeah, and in the south too, right? And
1: yeah, Tennessee.
0: In ten, oh, in Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So you were definitely the only one. Was, <laughs> At least I, the I only one who out. was outwardly I was definitely that
1: way. odd man out most of the time.
0: <laughs> I just wonder, you know, I wonder if there were other kids that just couldn't be themselves in that way. You got to wonder. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I remember running into a few, you know, that were, (laughs) you know, I would run into an artist every now and then when I would travel. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like my first, I didn't really have any art classes when I was in high school. Oh, Uh, really? Yeah, I didn't have anything until I got to college. Oh, wow. Uh, Which is weird because there was an art teacher at the high school that I would, go back to but I, I was never in any of the classes I don't know how that happened but uh, but I was weird. like my first experience my first experience with getting approval for doing artwork was in high school when they would have poster contests
2: uh-huh, yeah because
1: for the time that I was in high school and for the time they had poster contests they would have a, a contest every year
2: mm-hmm.
3: and I won every one of them Right. <laughs> so
1: they stopped having them for a while. So, but, but, and, it, but it was you know I didn't draw any better than anybody else at the time. It was just one of those things where I just kept doing it. You know, right? Like I didn't really like feel like I came into anything my for myself that looks like what I do now until like you know ten years ago, Right, maybe fifteen. Right. 15 you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, some professional skill, I guess. You
0: know, that's that's but, I mean again, this is around the time i hit my my discovered my my thing in fine art it was like i did a series of paintings around 2005 is when i found my thing which is kind of these you know what i do the portrait monster portraits basically and it was you know four or five years of messing around and trying different things and, and 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 then i struck on that one thing and it was like it's. I don't know. We have a similar t- a timeline in, in a lot of ways. Yeah.
1: You
3: know? Yeah. How old are you? <laughs> uh, fifty-three. Okay.
1: Fifty-three.
0: Yeah.
3: 56.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be. I'll be fifty-five this year. All right. this oh, year. No, you I was born be in nineteen sixty. <laughs> she, she didn't. know how old it. I was born in nineteen sixty-five. So I was the last. I was the first year of Gen X. Oh no way! Wow. Yeah. Like very. Like, I barely made it. Wow!
0: Yeah, I was sixty-seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your birthday's coming up in a
1: few days, December right? 17th. Yep. My birthday is the same day that the stand is released. I noticed that online. What you, the, the new stand? The stands. Oh, is, really? Yeah, it's December seventeenth. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. That's great. What's funny is that uh, for years, my birthday when I was a kid was celebrated at, on December nineteenth. Uh-huh.
3: Uh huh.
1: Because my parents had at one point to get me into school had to lie about when I was born so oh really never told me for years and I, so i always thought it was the 19th <laughs> until like i was out of school and then i found out i looked at my birth certificate so and it was december 17th
0: were you always a little bit young or a little bit <laughs> older for your grade it was a little bit young because i was yeah. always a little bit young because my birthday's in yeah. november yeah.
2: Mine's so, yeah, yeah yeah
0: so i was always like you know uh i uh, like a, almost a year younger than everybody else when, or whatever depend, you know you yes. know what i'm saying yeah um so okay so i want to, one thing i wanted to get into too before i let you go is um the, your 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 uh your graphite technique you know which is you're known for mm-hmm. um I hate to ask such a dumb question as to how did you come up with that, but how did, I mean, <laughs> what you, led you, you to, to, to that, that crazy, you use like, like, all kinds of weird, like alcohol and liquid. Oh, yeah, yeah. And
1: uh, the, the, what you're talking about, the graphite wash.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: That's yeah. That's actually, uh, I don't actually, it's just water and, and graphite powder.
0: Uh-huh. Uh But, but isn't I, that, I, that's I, pretty I, unique
1: though. Right. I don't, I don't, I've seen a lot. Of you know, people I've doing seen that. I've seen people in the past use graphite powder and water, but to a different effect. Okay. You know, uh, I just sort of—it's one of those things that I do I mean, in terms of experimentation—is that I'll I'll play with surfaces and uh, just just to, to see what you know what the differences are. You know, right. just it's one of the ways because I have like I don't know if you I I have always had ADD.
0: Yeah, I'm so. per, I'm undiagnosed, but I'm ninety-nine percent sure I have it.
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I do to keep myself on target is I'll try to do different things with the media that I play with so I can stay. It helps me stay focused on what I'm doing. And so uh, I just started picking up different uh, like clay boards and uh, gesso boards and things and seeing what I could, how I could uh, turn drawing into painting, essentially.
2: Right. You know what I mean? Because I was really
1: familiar with graphite and I said, and most people will take graphite to a certain point and then leap to painting, and then the graphite becomes just a vehicle to get to painting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is which is fine. You know, the people you know have to do what they have to do. But I, I always wanted to see how far I could push the graphite itself. You know, because yeah. you know there was seemed like there was always like a, a graphite piece well done is is its own thing. It doesn't have yeah. to be. Anything. And so one of the things I figured out was, uh, and, and I don't really know what the catalyst was other than I just picked up a board and picked up my graphite powder that had been sitting around for years and grabbed a brush with some water and started smearing it on there just to see what I could do with Mm -hmm. it. And it made textures. And I just started playing with it. So it's just an experimental thing. It's it's just an experiment. You know, I was playing with it. And, uh, uh, I have like, I collect like some would say hoard. Vicky says sometimes I, <laughs> you know, hoard art supplies. Oh, right?
0: yeah, I'm the worst. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My wife always calls me a, a hoarder.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and so I have like I'd had this graphite powder just sitting around, you know, My and ears. I thought, <laughs> and I think part of it might have been the fact that I was thinking of how, because you know how long it takes to build up graphite on yeah. a large scale piece, it takes forever. I mean, right. it's, it's equal to any painting in terms of timeline.
2: Oh life. yeah,
3: yeah.
1: I was thinking, how do I, how do I make an energetic graphite background? without having to but that's a that's a little more immediate a little more uh gestural and expressive mm-hmm. and responsive you know and uh so that's when i you know grab the brush and start it was the first thing that i did was grab the brush and start playing with it and then the second thing i did was realize that if you do the same marks with the brush it just becomes a pattern so i started grabbing different sizes of brushes and like stomping them on the board mm-hmm. wet and, and letting them dry and then polishing them with cloth. So the graphite turns into sort of a silver plate. Oh, that's look. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I just like to have fun with it. You yeah. know, uh, it, I've always been kind of experimental when it comes to technical process and, uh, it, it just sort of grew out of just random experimentation. Yeah. It's amazing. So,
0: uh, what, wh- why, why do you stick with graphite? Like what are you, you know, cause like you said, a lot of people, do graphite and then they end up going to painting,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
0: most people, I think most artists, yeah. um, uh, what well, do you have? Like, um, do you have a passion for graphite? Like I do. Yeah. I do.
1: Cause I,
3: you know, that's I most like...
0: graphite artists I yeah. know are like they're they're That's the ultimate. It's, it's yeah. amazing. They just love it so much that they, they, they don't want to paint because they want to do the graphite. Cause it's a, that, that they love it
1: well and i understand it that's part of it too is that i can i can produce textural quality with graphite that requires a different process to produce in paint right Right. uh and and in terms of how i see things i think i see things value in value anyway you know when Mm -hmm. i when i look at a even a a brightly colored painting uh like most i mean you see the colors yeah but what what like ha- at least half of what you're seeing is value.
0: Oh, va- yeah, value is yeah. more important than color for sure. You know,
1: and so I I, I took it to heart when I read I read this at some point in some random art book that uh, drawing and painting were the same thing. Right. Uh, there was an artist that said drawing and painting are essentially yep. the same thing, and I said, well, I'm going to take that to heart, and I'm just I'm going to push drawing as far as I can, right. and see if it can be its own thing without it having. You know, I like painting too. I actually love painting in oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that when I'm, that whole frustration period that I go through when I'm drawing—I was telling you about—it's
3: mm-hmm.
1: a little more in depth when I'm doing it in oil because <laughs> I'm. Less, <you> know, <laughs> it gets a little more extreme. Right. But uh, but I love it. I still love doing it. It's still, but there's a broader period in oil paint when uh, when things don't look right. Right. Because right? it's such a there's so many stages. Yeah. Depending on how you work with oil. You know, yeah, yeah, that there's a fuzzy stage that can be pretty extended for me, and when yeah. I'm working, in, until the end, yeah. you know, like there are times when the painting—I don't know that the painting's done until like the very day that right. the last few hours that I'm working on it.
2: Right, right. Oh, okay,
1: now it's working out. Yeah. Whereas a drawing, I can start up like I said, I can start at one corner of the page, and it can be finished from one side yeah. to the other. Yeah, yeah. Like a yeah, you know. but that's just comfort, right? That's a comfort zone right. because I held it so if I did the same thing if I just I think I feel like if I did the same thing with paint it would work the same way if I just spent that much time yeah 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 you know uh, but you know I, I just love black and white work I'm even attracted to black and white visually you know I like looking at right. black and white stuff um, not that I don't I, I, I love color I do right. it's just that I, I have always like half the stuff I have around my studio like hanging up is either monochromatic or very close to monochromatic.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 Same with the dark art. You don't have to justify it. I yeah. just I assumed it was just because
1: it, it, it's just what you you love. I just, you know. I just love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um. I love seeing things emerge out of shadows. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You know.
0: I uh, uh, it's funny because <laughs> I I feel all inspired to do more drawing, more graphite work now after talking to you oh, because
3: yeah. I've
0: that's the the one constant throughout my whole life, my whole art life since I was 3 years old was drawing, was graphite. And that's I've probably done that even with all the painting more than anything. It's cuz I've always been sketching but I don't feel like I've ever uh, I wonder if I have that drawing. I have this drawing I did. Uh, it's I don't know where it went. It's like a it's pretty good. It was like I was 14 or something and it was it was like a finished drawing that was you know, the anatomy's all wacky, but, but, it, you know, it was rendered. I used a paper stump really yeah. blended well. And yeah. um, I feel like as an adult, I have never really as an adult fine artist, I've never really gone all the way with a drawing in the way that you do to where it's like, boom, it's all there. It's not a sketch, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's not a really good sketch. It's a, it's like a painting, just like you're saying. It's a painting yeah. in graphite, yeah. and yeah. I've never done that. And I, and I feel like I, I now after talking to you this evening, I really want to do that. Like I want to finish one. Maybe I did one. I have to send it to you. I did one graphite, this kind of zombie, uh-huh. where I, where I really finished it, and it was really cool. But, but. I still don't feel like I've, you know, I've gone all the way with it. And I would yeah, like well, to do that. I would
2: like to do that. Maybe
1: if you feel like, a, a, you know, if you feel like I need to do it, it's like I say, it's, if you can do that with paint, you can do it with pencil too. Right,
3: yeah, yeah. You know, and,
1: if, if, and it's only you, right? If you feel that need to, to figure it out and to do it, you know do it you know yeah. you, you could do it easily you know yeah i want to do uh, it i want to do it yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's to me to me that one of the one of the appeals of, of working with with graphite is is that i can literally do it anywhere i can take it i with know me. that's the other thing i was thinking it's yeah. like you can kind of yeah. just that's that's the benefit i can like I, my sketchbooks or my you know wherever right I, I i have things set up in the living room i can take it outside i can you know I yeah can go it's
0: funny i was it. that's exactly what i was thinking it's like uh, God, it'd be so much more convenient too to just, it's like so simple. It's like yeah. a simplified. You and to, it's
1: not like, and it's not like you have to give up the other stuff that you oh, yeah, do. It's yeah. just like you just, you know, just have that with you. Yeah. Incorporate,
0: you know? I just feel like I always stop a little bit short mm-hmm. when I even, even draw finished drawings. I do. I never, <clears throat> I never go all the way to where it's like blackest black, huh? that, you know, like you do, yeah. you know, it's always, yeah. I, I don't know. I, and I've, I've well, always been like a, like a light sketch or two. It's, yeah, you know, you know, like, yeah, yeah I've yeah, always yeah. had that, that that's felt like a kind of like a, a weakness in my drawing. Like I've never been able to really nail the darkest values. It's, it's like, I, I'm timid or something to go there. You know what I mean?
1: I, I can understand. I mean, I, I feel this, you know, you, you do the artist thing where I, I feel the same way about painting. You know, like I, like, you know, there's always some aspect of it that right. I, I feel like I, I didn't quite get what I, what I needed to get from right. it. Uh, but the, the one thing I do though, realize is that's just the nature, the nature of being an artist. That's too, true. Right? It, you know, that's true because, you know, you, you don't suffer from the lack of having done that. Your work is, you know, your work is your work very yeah. specifically yeah. Right. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and it's, you know, you do what you, you need, you do what you need to do. You know, if, yeah. if, uh, if, if you want to do a drawing like that, then, you know, you'll do it and find out what you need to find out from it. You right. Know? Right. Uh, but, but it's not like, there's no checklist of things you have to do. It's true. You know? It's
0: true. But I, I guess, I guess I'm, uh, I'm just inspired to do it now. That's all. Well, I, it's that's, like, that's the best thing. That's <laughs> yeah. The best yeah.
1: Thing. When, 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 when you can like, cause like I, I have your book by the way, you know, oh, cool. uh, the, the black, I think it's black magic. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: And whenever I'm like, like, hesitant to paint I'll, it takes me 10 seconds of looking through you know like your book oh cool I have thanks. a lot of different yeah, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> but it takes it takes very little time for me looking through that and seeing the the I for lack of a better term I think it and I think it probably this is the best term the bravery that it takes to just throw paint down
3: oh. and get it cool,
1: <laughs> you can see it because I mean oh, you're
3: thanks. you know
2: it, it,
1: and it's the same thing with drawing it's just it just all it is, the only thing that ever holds people back are people holding themselves back
2: yeah. Right.
1: No, it's, 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 there's no requirement for how dark a drawing has to be. That's true. Like some beautifully light drawing.
0: Yeah. That's like that Richard Kirk, you know, Richard Kirk. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, His stuff is all, I think it's silver point.
1: It looks like silver. Point, yeah. And that's all it's very, very light, light value. Very and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Tim Vaughn. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, that's the thing that, uh, I talk a lot about when I talk to to people on our live feed Mm is that the, you know, I can show you how I do something, but that isn't really necessarily how you're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I can show you the process. uh, But what you need to do is find your process and, you know, and, and what's better, what's the best thing though, is when, when like, when you look at somebody's work and you're inspired to do something. Yeah, for sure,
0: for sure. And then
1: you can just throw yourself into it. But, uh, the first thing you have to do is let go of uh, whether or not it looks good, right? <laughs> just, and just do it, you yeah. know. And let yourself because that's the first in, hindrance that most people have about starting something that that you know that and you've drawn before. I'm not specifically talking about you know you doing something, right? Right. But but for most people, it's like letting go of the fact that that like you have to. You know, you've probably heard this a lot nowadays because it's a popular theme let yourself suck at it for a while yeah. and yourself push it. And then if you're willing to do that, you're willing to, you know, put in the time to, to, to do things and get it to where you want it to be. Yeah.
0: It's all, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, uh, it's, it's all, it's, you, you can, it's like, I, you know, when I tell, when I do, I do some teaching on my Patreon and it's mm-hmm. like, uh, I can show you, I always like the way I put it is I can show you my technique you should learn from everyone you can and learn their mm-hmm. techniques. Take the things that make sense to you, the ones that feel natural and feel right. And but but nothing is no one can teach you to paint without paint. You have to paint over and over. You have to practice and practice and over and over. That's like mm-hmm. that's the bottom line. If you want to get good at anything, yeah, you have to just practice all the time,
2: right? You, you know, and not and,
1: give yourself not give yourself a number that you have to reach. Just realize that. It never ends.
2: Yeah,
3: absolutely.
1: Practice never ends. The you know that it yeah. just doesn't. No. If you if you let it go, if you let go of this idea that there's a goal line that you like, I get my ten thousand hours in and then right. I'm good. Yeah. Just let go of that. No. Just say, yeah. it just doesn't end. But but in the end, it's that practice that becomes the part that you love.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. It's that process. Yeah. You, you know, like we were talking earlier.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. dad was uh, he painted up until he died. And I mean, he was doing stuff uh, at the end of his life that was totally different from the stuff he was doing in the 70s and 80s. And it was oh, yeah. he was like he was he in the 70s and 80s. He was doing these really great like earth tone realism, mm-hmm. big for oh, yeah. Z, big for Z influence as well. But like really great earthy, warm tones. And by the end of his life, it was all about like how pure can he, he was like all about how pure can I get the colors? So everything was really it was still realist realism mm-hmm. and representational mm-hmm. stuff, but the colors were just really that was his thing. It mm-hmm. was his thing. It was like, you know, he, he was he wanted to do that. So it was like it it just keeps going in new ways if you follow yeah. your muse or whatever, you yeah, know.
1: Definitely. Yeah, it does. And you know, I, I think as 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 long as you realize that, you know, it doesn't have it to does,
2: stop
3: yeah.
1: there's no goalpost. there's no end to it, there's yeah. no the ball. You know, yeah. that's a lot of sports metaphors for a guy who doesn't watch any. sports. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: there's a reason people use sports metaphors is because yeah, you yeah. can
1: relate them to things in
0: life. Well, I'm going I'll, to I'll stop here because we're over two hours and, okay. and I could easily keep going. But uh, thanks for coming on. I really, oh, man. really you. enjoyed right. talking to you.
1: Um, I've enjoyed it, too. I'm not, I'm, I'm always like, I, I was, I'm always hesitant because I'm very, uh, you know, I'm like everybody else. We're very introverted.
2: Oh yeah. Very kind hey.
1: of, especially now it seems like it's, everything's magnified so right. much, but, uh, uh, you made it easy. Oh, good. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah.
0: yeah. I was going to say, how do you think I feel? I have to host this thing. I'm like okay. the most introverted. I'm so bad at speaking. It's, you wouldn't believe it. It's like I did this podcast partially, so i could uh you know get better at speaking literally at speaking because i'm just not i get tripped up all the time i but um i mean you can kind of tell even now but but um you were great you were great so you you were excellent so um you, you. you made it easy too so um yeah so and everybody needs to to uh buy the book covenant alan williams on kickstarter i'll put a link in the description um Let's let's get it over 100k. I think oh, it's, um, I think it's gonna go over 100k. I do. Oh
1: well, thanks. <laughs> that's, that's we'll a, see. It's, I'm I'm already happy with it the way. Yeah, it is. it's already I, great. I appreciate but, man, every I appreciate everybody that, that gets involved.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be. So, I can't wait to see it. But um, yeah. So anyway, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks, Vicky, for for helping out, and chiming thank in. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, for asking. Thank yeah, of course. So um, cool. So let's 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 say goodbye to the audience. All right. Okay. And thanks. Say goodbye.
1: And, uh, goodbye. And have a good night. Draw something. Goodbye. <laughs> Say goodbye <laughs> Vicky. Uh,
3: bye. 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 <laughs>